Blog Talk Radio.
This has been another Bitch House production. It's the Angry Diva, the Angry Divas radio show. The Bell Bell of, of Boston, Wicked Bitch of the North, the Angry Divas radio show. Airing live on blogblogtalkradio.com weekdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our website, www.angrydivas.com. That's D-D-D-E-V-A. Get it right, boo. It's the Angry Divas radio show. The, the Bell of Boston, the baddest bitch in the North, the Angry Diva. This has been another Bitch House this has been another bitch house. This has. It's the angry diva, the baddest bitch in Boston. It's the angry diva, the angry. It's the angry diva, the baddest bitch in Boston. It's the angry diva, the angry. It's the angry diva, the baddest bitch in Boston. It's the angry diva, the angry divas radio show with the bell bell of Boston. Fabella Bostonia, Wicked Bitch of the North, the Angry Divas Radio Show, airing live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on, on Blog Talk Radio. Check out, out the website, www.angrydivas.com. Angry Divas Radio Show. It's the Angry Diva, the baddest bitch in Boston. It's the Angry Diva, the Angry Diva, it's the Angry Diva. So... What do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. Believe me. I am patiently waiting.
show. I'm the host with the most, the triple dark goddess, also known as the Dawn Diva of Fire, because it gets a little hot around here. <laughs> and if you cannot stand the heat, get the fuck out the kitchen. Oh! Um, <laughs> this would be my third show for today, and y'all are so fortunate that I actually had the time to do this today, and I'm fortunate that I had the time to do this today. Um, and so we have been discussing everything from vampirism to disenfranchisement to laziness, um, a lack of creativity, and unwillingness to be that self-starting God spark in your own life. And, um, you know, I mean, we didn't talk about men. We didn't talk about women. We talked about a lot of, lot of different things. One of the things that um, I was saying pisses me off right before we left off last was, um, and I wanted to clarify on this. I said one thing that pisses me off more than anything, it makes me mad at black men more than any other man in the world, is when they say things like uh, the white man giving the black woman jobs and he ain't giving us jobs. And I would like to explore that. Part of the reason that I have that issue in the first place is because of my daddy. These are things that I grew up hearing my father say every time my mother would be blessed, my father would take it as a slight against him. Not that these two motherfuckers was married and had four children together and was living in the same house, but if it didn't happen to him personally, he felt insulted or he took it as a slight against him as a man or, you know, all of these different little bit nuanced bits. And so I have grown up having a complete intolerance and unwillingness to have any sort of patience with black men blaming black women for not being blessed. I, I just I find that to be a victim statement. Um, I don't respect it, and I'm less tolerant of it in a man than I am in a woman um, because you still have a leg up on all of us. You got two volcanoes going on in your favor, nigga. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You know? Everything, everything from culture to religion, everything on the planet has hailed you as the God force. We've been completely erased from all the rolls and scrolls and annihilated, and you have been upheld. Your image, you having a phallus, you being of man, male, boy, father, these things have been upheld as the very embodiment of God. And so it is difficult for me to experience, especially black men, say these sorts of things 
it's a very defeatist mentality, and it is not something that I have a tolerance for in anybody, least of all a fucking man, okay? Now, and especially in comparison to black women, because instead of you, I won't say us because I don't have this problem, instead of black men who take this issue, and it ain't all of them, but it's too many of them, instead of them looking at it like at least somebody, I know, there goes that word, at least, somebody has the blessing. Some kind of way there's food coming in this house. Some kind of way the bills is being taken care of. Some kind of way we got food and clothes and shoes and a roof over our head and somewhere to piss and shit, you know? (laughs) We have something around here. And instead of playing a different role in evolving, we've not seen the men evolve, not in any race, in any, you know, cohort. They've not evolved with time. Women have evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved. We have changed everything about ourselves from our original way to where we are right now. And men have not. They have not evolved with the times. If you as a black man cannot get a job, why aren't you at home with your children? See, because we, know, we won't admit to it, but we know to the very core of our being that there is no honor in the position of mother in this country, in this world. We know that. This is why the men have a problem with being like unto mother. They don't want to be mother. They want to be father. And father is other anti-non-mother. What the fuck is father? I see we got a couple of guests in the chat room, you know. We don't know who you are, so you're perfectly protected. But if you could be so kind as to tell us what father means to you, just type it in the chat room. What does the word father mean to you? What do you get when you hear that word father? What does it represent for you? You know, because it means something different to everybody. But um, something that I have experienced and seen is even within a two-parent household, the woman does at least 80% of all the work. So what the hell is a father? What is his purpose? What role does he serve? Okay, he goes, he gets the bread, he brings it home. Not anymore. I just told you that he ain't getting no job. She's getting it. He's complaining about it. Okay? So... What purpose do you serve then if you haven't evolved with the times and for some reason it is beneath you to be like unto mother? It's beneath you to be mother. You have to be something other than mother and not even good at it. Just want the title. I have a problem with this, and this is something that, you know, kind of hits close to home for me, so you will hear me get frustrated as fuck with it. It's like, oh, that's something I just can't stand to hear no black man say. The The white man won't give us jobs. He's giving it all to the black woman. You inconsiderate fuck. At least your children are eating. Somebody be happy. But instead of it being a joy that we are not down and destitute, that some kind of way we've been able to break this system that has been set up to make us fail. I wasn't given a job, but she was able to go get one. And instead of us all being hungry and dying together, we're able to eat and pay our bills and keep the home over or for our heads and, you know, all of this whole thing. We've got, you know, clothes on our back and shoes on our feet and our children can go to school and, you know, all of this sort of thing, right? Instead of creating something to aid it, we end up having these people destroy things and it becomes a competitive spirit. And I'm not, it's a negative competitive spirit. There's nothing wrong with the spirit of competition. I think it's a great thing. It keeps things fresh, keeps things alive, keeps it from being stagnant, you know, God troubled the waters. But I have a problem with negative competition, 
Because competition for the sake of being competitive or, like, being combative for the sake of being combative, not because you have a combat mission, but because you just have to be oppositional for whatever reason. That kind of shit I do find to be problematic. And this is something that I see arising in our so-called relating to one another as black people, black men and black women alike. This is something that I have witnessed and seen um, that is problematic. So I'm trying to figure, hey, welcome back, Galactic. I'm going to open you and Queen's mic in a minute. Discussing um, my frustration when I hear black men say shit like, well, the, the white man ain't giving us jobs, he's giving it to the black woman. How about we evolve? If she's away from the home, and if she's the one, who, if this is how we're going to tap into the system and still get our piece of the pie, right? We finally got a piece of the pie, deluxe apartment in the sky. If this is how we're going to get our piece of the pie, let her go get the pie making. Let her come home, and hopefully your ass knows how to bake because, you know, God help me, that could be an abomination. But you figure out how you can be a help meet. That is the original position of males. They're supposed to help. We came here with a goal. Women were born with a job and a goal and something to do. Men are the ones who have to find something to do with themselves. They have no purpose other than to help that woman meet her goal. That is your purpose. Why would you ever want anything greater than that? That's the greatest purpose on the planet. I mean, you don't have to be God. You don't have to be the one whose body is split apart. You don't have to be the one to die on the cross, be pierced inside to reproduce life. You're not the one that has to go through that shit. You don't have to do any of the God work. So what we've had happen instead is we've had jealous entities try to usurp the God title and authority, the appearance of power but lacking the authority, right? They have the appearance of power. They have no authority because if women all got together tomorrow and said, nope, no more womb for you, what the fuck are men going to do? That's it. That's all you can do. You can die off. What are you going to do? If we closed up shop tomorrow and said we will not reproduce anymore of you fucks, we're all united on this. Until you do right by me, motherfucker! Make it no more sense! So, what would they do, man? They'd probably start a war or some shit and go murdering. You know, they'd go fucking crazy. But you cannot be God. You can have the appearance of power, but you'll never have the authority. And so that negative spirit of competition has caused a split and a divide between us. Because now, because they can never be God, now they're going to talk us out of being God, tell us how to be God. And this is where this part, Queenie Fama, I'm going to open you and Galactic Scientist Mike right this minute. This is where this part we were talking about earlier, guys, where we were discussing, um, oh, my God, I just lost my train of thought. Hold on, I was talking about the appearance of power but lacking the authority. And you want to be God, but you don't have the God responsibility. Okay, and so this goes back into people blaming and being weak and all that shit we were talking about earlier, right, where they want to tell you how to be God. And we were talking about the human psychology and the human mind and where we feel entitled to our opinions and our views and the expression of such, but none of the responsibility that comes along with it, none of the, the, the give and take, the push and pull. You know, so we've got women. Women are God. But they can't be God because everybody can't be a woman. And if everybody can't be a woman and can't be God, then we're going to flip, turn it upside down. We're going to take the appearance of power, even though we don't have the authority, and how we will ascend to having the authority is by hurting them, hurting them and herding them like cows, like cattle, and telling them how they should be and making their living conditions unnatural to their original state 
so that they will never recover themselves. And now we've got this negative competition spirit between us as wombin and the men who want this man myth and this illusion of man to remain a part of the planet. So then along comes me, the Belle of Boston, ringing my bell saying, we don't need to reproduce man. Let's rebirth the masculine. Fuck man. Let's kill that motherfucker off. We need more masculine on this planet. If you have a dick and you're calling yourself a man, you're my enemy. But if you have a dick and you're calling yourself the masculine, we can be friends. We can bake bread, man. But as soon as you call yourself man, male, boy, father, you are my enemy, and I know what you can't do. The enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy me. I'm not with it. We've got to play with the language a little bit more. I think people will be able to get it from that perspective. Anyway, I want to welcome in our callers. We've got Queenie Farmer, our mama, and our brother from another mother, the galactic side of the building. Oh, shit, I got people in the chat room. You know? Hey, Phoenix, Red Phoenix, darling, call in, 347-826-9930. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Triple. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Triple. You know what? Before Galactic got, uh, before we got to this show, Galactic was talking about disenfranchisement, right? Yes, he was. And I, you know, I always have a problem with that term. Because in order to be disenfranchised, you had to be franchised. And what is the yep. franchise? I want to know right. what, the, what is the franchise? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we were would you like disenfranchised. To take that one? Yeah, I would. Yeah, like, I would. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank the, the, the franchise. No, is, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody who's listening, sit down. Get you a glass of water and listen real good. All right, Galactic. Go ahead. <laughs> the the franchise. First of all, we all know, and it's a historical fact, and we have so much proof that as black people, I mean, we didn't just show up on the earth as like the, the lowest level of humanity and the dumbest ones to where we just got pushed over into a corner and said, okay, well, we can do whatever we want to that group. It has been a slow, methodical, calculated subversion of something that we know that's intrinsic in us, that is a part of our nature, that through the disenfranchisement, we were removed from it. It wasn't taken away. It was just a distance that was created. And if we wanted to draw a timeline, it'd be hard. But if you look at like the 1800s, that's when blacks became very industrious. It started creating actual institutions. And then we got the, you know, we got the story of Rosewood and Black Wall Street, and it got burnt down, and we're back to square one. Now, once we mentally, emotionally, and psychologically understand what has happened, what is going on, and we still persist in being in the same situation, that's where the disenfranchisement stops, and now we are perpetuating it. It's not okay. being perpetuated on us. We are actually manifesting it now in our everyday, day-to-day lives, in our communities, in the areas that we socialize in. So it's like a, it's like a globe. It's like a planet that rotates on its own axis. It can just go on and on and on until something has to happen out of the ordinary to just completely pull it off. And that's where we have perpetuated 
this whole process to where now you look at us, we don't, you know, we it's hard for us to talk to each other. And just like Triple said, you know, about the the man and what he's trying to encompass, the 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 masculine and what he's trying to encompass, the feminine, what she's given up, whether by right. coercion or subversion or whatever the case may be. Now oh. we are just like turned completely upside down. Now you got the new man now you got men today who want to show women how to be women. What kind of retarded mm. shit is that? Right. Okay. Um, and you got men who've taken on all these attributes of the feminine solely, all the while perpetrating ultimate alpha male energy. Perpetrating is the key word here. Mm-hmm. And now, um, okay. that's, that's what I meant by when I was talking about the disenfranchisement and then going and then seeing how it progresses through that whole continuum. Because we're the ones okay. doing it now. We're the ones doing it now. I, okay. I have something okay. I need to say to you both um, before we go any further. I have something I would like to read to everybody, and this is actually from the Sybil, the first prophetess of Mommy Water, okay? And it was written by Vivian Hunter Hindrew, who is also known as Mama Zogby, okay? Now, the book is about the theft of African prophecy by the Catholic Church, and it reads as follows. Because this is, I understand what Galactic is saying, and um, I would not be inclined to disagree. I would just be inclined to say that there's something even before that that transpired. That's how we got here, okay? And here we go. The story of the Sibyls is long and complicated because it has been so badly disguised, corrupted, and carefully hidden by Western religious historians and the Catholic Church. However, some of it has been unearthed and is now being rewritten and recounted here in its near-to-original African perspective for the very first time. Because the Sibyls are still being born in the ghettos of America to the shanty villages of Africa, and because it is necessary to place African spirit within its ethnic and cultural milieu, the rightful place of African women must be restored. The place of African women as the first center of sacerdotal power, political. She did not usurp her divine providence and authority from anyone. Her place is the manifestation of the original and natural order, as willed through the divine logos, responsible for establishing human societies, moral law, religious institutions, and the sacred authority to maintain order on earth. It is hoped that in doing so, a new paradigm might be established in which the African people and the world might view the patriarchal religious orders forced upon the world as the only divine path to know their God. Someplace in the beginning, this is the first Genesis when the God spoke through the African woman, all right? They will say that the Sibyl is mad and deceitful, but when all things shall come to pass, Then ye will remember me, and no one will any longer say that I, the prophetess of the great God, am mad. All right? The Sibyls are descendants of the first Neolithic clan of the African warrior queen, healers, prophetesses, and priestesses, who were on that first ship built by goddess to establish the new world after the great flood. Patriarchal oral history only records there being men, namely 
quote-unquote Noah and his three racially different sons. However, this is mythical and political. It is not historical. These three sons were all African, and they were three African women, high priestesses called Sibyls, who issued forth the instructions from the divine African mother, Mami, as God, on how to build the Argos, or the Ark, and the giving forth of the prophecy pertaining to the end of their world as they knew it in ancient Babylon. Oral tradition also has it that when men revolted against the authority of Mami, they separated themselves from the divine African mother. In one Afro-Chaldean, ancient Babylonian account, Mami is worshipped as the goddess, Aruhu Ishtar, excuse me, I don't always know how to say these names, meaning queen or lady is not a proper name, but page, rather one of her oldest appellations. Mami is a holy, honorific title honoring the great reverence attributed to any African god, particularly of the waters, okay? Now, I just wanted to stop where she was saying that it was the revolt because in this whole fucking book, and this pissed me off, oh, pissed me off. The whole book, this is the only damn section that talks about the original revolt of our son. It doesn't even, it talks all about the white man and the white patriarchy and what was happening after that. But the way that they were able to get in is that black men had first become our enemy. I have never forgiven you animals for that, and I never will. May you be cursed till the day you fucking cease to exist for what you have done to our family. You did it, and your handmaiden bitches who helped you. This is something that vexes my very soul. Okay, and I will, when I take my last breath, I will be telling this truth. Because this is the thing, this one piece right here, this is the disenfranchisement. When we unset our mother from her divine throne, put a dick in it, that is when we cursed ourselves. When I said last week, we're no longer one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, it is because we don't got one God no more. They done split our shit into two. Now we've got mother and father. When mother's the only God and the only creator, they found a way to stud mother to make themselves like unto God. But they will never be God. I don't care who and what bitch says they are. She's a liar from the pit of hell. They are the reason that we're here. I do not blame the white man. He capitalized on what was already fucked up. They're a vulturistic people. Vultures are not birds of prey. Vultures do not hunt. You know what a vulture does? A vulture follows you as you slowly teeter-totter down the road, not aware yet that you're dead. And it waits for you to finally give up the ghost so it can pick at your dead carcass. These are vulturistic people. They didn't do shit to us. We did this shit to ourselves. Black men and women did this to us. I don't blame him. I'd have capitalized on the shit too. So I can't get mad at him. I'm mad at us because we fucked it up. We were the people right. who were the keepers of culture, religion, knowledge, wisdom, healing. We didn't need to take our people to the people factory to go be experimented on by goddamn radiation and whatever the fuck else. We used to be able to call into heaven and bring down the blessing of healing. We no longer have that because everybody defected to praise a dick. They all wanted a right. king. They wanted to be like That's unto the right. lepers. They wanted That's to be right. like unto everybody who was not original. And this is how we ended up fucked up. So to me, the true way that we restore this shit, A, every woman with a son is the enemy. Because as long as you are culturing man, male, and boy, 
you are anti your own self-interest because the illusion of man itself is how we got here. When he looked at himself and he could not see that his phallus was a fallen-out vagina, that the head of his penis was a cervix, I say this all the time, that his goddamn prostate used to be a womb, that his nipples were, they used to have mammary sex behind them, used to be able to feed babies with some things. Something has happened to you, but you're still us. You are still your mother. You are still of your mother. Why do you need to be something different? So they took from mm-hmm. us to create for their own. Son never used to be S-O-N, my fucking ass. It was never about that. The sons of Amma, of Mama, were the children of the mother. There's only two types of people on this planet, mothers and children of the mother. Everything else is an aberration, and it is a direct assault on our original way. So for you to believe in father and brother and uncle and all that shit is fake, not real. If we have man, male, boy, we are fucked up as black people because we never had that shit before. That's someone else's. It never belonged to us. We didn't even, once we started to create it, we did create it. Once we created that, that was the fall of our society. We gave birth to man, the son of man. That shit right there is our problem inherently. That was the disenfranchisement. It happened long before the pale face brought his ass into our house. By the time he came across the fucking border, it was already hell in a handbasket. It was already hell. When are we going to account for that? Now, when I look, that's why I said these light-eyed black men fuck me up. I don't like them. That's just not attractive to me. Get it away from me. That's the devil. These sick bastards right here is how this whole shit happened. And I know that, and I remember. I remember things that I wish I didn't remember. But, you know, and it's difficult to talk to other people because all they know is what the white man told and the white man knew that if he told you this shit, you'd believe it. I saw this thing the other day on Facebook. They were talking about Donald Sterling. And the sister said, it was a black woman, the sister said, tell black people the truth and they'll fucking hate you. Listen, Donald Sterling basically said to y'all, fuck you. His, his own team didn't revolt against him. They still continue to play and dance monkey dance for him. He's going to sue the goddamn um, NBA for his right to be an owner and his right to have a private conversation in the privacy of his own home with the expectation of privacy. You know, he got rid of the little half-breed chick who carved herself up to look like a Filipino goddamn transvestite, and now he got a full black woman that he met in some of the churches that he was going to. If that energy, I don't know what it is. See, we get mad at these motherfuckers for being good at what they do. Ain't that just people who don't know how to do nothing right? You get mad at somebody else for being smarter than you and working your shit better than you? As soon as you see somebody else yep. playing with your toy, you want it again. You know, that's such a yep. childlike mentality. This is how we know we don't really have a lot of mothers down here. We got a whole bunch of children because we all react and respond to children. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. I just want us to be honest about it so that way we're not fooling ourselves into thinking that we're adults. We're not. We're either mothers or we're children of the mother. And just because you bred does not make you a mother. I'm, but it does not make you a mother just because you've been bred. Okay. I agree with that. That represents something would... very different. I would agree with all of that, and I would just like to add also that um, that story that you read in the beginning, um, I'm in 100% agree with that as well. And what's really funny when I heard you when I heard you talking about it, it reminded me of things that I have read in the Bible because the Bible does talk about the Chaldeans. The Bible also talks about the Sadducees. The Caduceus and all of these tribes were basically right. Mesopotamian tribes. Yeah. Okay. Just they had different names and different, you know, customs, whatever the case may be. But that's a classic example of how 
all of this stuff is embedded in this work of art. But if you don't do the homework and you don't find these things out, you'll never, ever understand what's really going on. It's almost impossible to try to understand that unless, like Queen was saying earlier, where you can just sit and read it and then you're captivated because there's an openness in you now that's getting something different out of it. And it's resonating and it's and it's resonating a lot deeper. You're seeing every level of the story. You're seeing the outer level, then you see the next inner level, and then you see the next level below that, and the next level below that. And then all of a sudden, the story takes on a whole different panoramic view. Completely different now. Galactic, I got one more thing for you. Go ahead. I got one more thing for you as far as this whole reading tip goes, all right? Just going to expound on what you just said. You just fucking brought me right in. Division of the Holy Empire, the patriarchal revolts. Before there were race and class wars, the first human factional wars were gender. The first in such warfare were the Africans. The first level of power in which control was sought was spiritual, economic, and political. Africans possessing the highest levels of spiritual, magical, and mystical power and knowledge for centuries through their ambitious, tutelary, and clan gods often competed and waged bitter spiritual warfare of mythologic proportion against one another, okay? This is basically a, a really grand way of saying African people have cursed African people, and this is how we got here. But they got us believing that a white man did this shit to us. No, your bloodline was cursed by another African bloodline, and this is how you got here. Let me continue. These divine wars, now this is talking about divine These divine wars began as one between competing clan gods and soon escalated beyond what the gods had originally intended. That's where the humans came into play. The first apostasy or fall against the divine African mother to have taken place in ancient Egypt. All right, now y'all remember all the shit we just said already all day. Historians of ancient Egypt, when describing Egypt's rise as a global military power, often assume an amicable joining of Upper and Lower Egypt under King Menes, hailing this event as the greatest political achievement in Egyptian history. This monumental event, the claim began as the goal, or, oh, wait, the, this monumental event, the claim began the golden age of military conquest and global expansion and the unchallenged rule of Egypt's patriarchal pharaohs. And according to most, it established Egypt's inevitable or enviable, excuse me, enviable position as a legitimate world power. However, that is the view from history provided by the patriarchs. Upon closer examination and considering the historical evidence from the view of the matriarchs indicates that this amicable joining might not have been such a crowning achievement in Egypt's history at all, but rather the opposite. In spite of Egypt's patriarchal might, patriarchal military might, the kings and pharaohs of Egypt still had to capitulate um, to the conquered and declining matriarchs for whom they must still claim their divine blood and spiritual inheritance, okay? This inescapable fact, as well as her exclusive sacerdotal authority and political influence in the world, generated much jealousy, envy, and resentment towards them. 
so much that it was alleged that 1,000 years later, as matriarchal rule gave way to new waves of patriarchal revolt, the powerful priesthoods, the powerful priesthoods of Amun or Amun or Amen, and Kanum, mm-hmm, and the clans of Horus boldly dared something that had never before been imagined. They began invading and usurping the holy temples of these divine mothers, starting in Thebes. Then they invaded and usurped the major civil temples in Libya and Ethiopia. As a consequence, many of these matriarchal clans fled North and East Africa to take refuge on remote, now, Grecian island countries, um, such as Enodia. Many in Thebes fled to the now Grecian Argos or settled into ancient um, African, what is this, Mitanni kingdom territories in Asia Minor or Turkey. Many also fled to now Grecian Mycenae, rebuilt their temples, all continuing their service to Mami, Isis, known to them as Demeter, and established sacred African societies such as the Thessalmophorians and the Skirophorians, Skirophorians, okay? Um, Finally, hundreds, if not thousands of sibyls and other priestesses opted instead to commit suicide by jumping into the Nile River. I was one of those rather than submit patriarchal authority, all right? Now, it goes on to talk about the temple priests who revolted against and slaughtered the ancestral python of the temples, okay? This deliberate act of divine warfare that centuries later, the first king of Dahomey is alleged to have committed in his takeover of sacerdotal power against the matriarchal clans of West Africa. After Amun, or Amun, or Amun, priests slaughtered the sacred python they demanded that separate grand temples be built to Apollo, Amun, Zeus, or Horus atop them. The priests then proceeded to rearrange the cosmological pantheon, placing themselves at the head. A new patriarchal mythos was invented, and the sacerdotal doves were replaced with the fiery eagles of Horus. The sibyls were then ordered to serve under Apollo and the thunder god Zeus or Horus, headed by male overseers. The priests then seized control over the vestials, the virgin priestesses, controlling all of their divine functions, especially that of prophecy and healing. According to Greek historian um, Pausania, the sibyls would often, uh, would often express their contempt against patriarchal aggression in sacred song and poetic verse. Mm-hmm. In one famous song recounting the historical truth about their genesis, Sybil reminds those priests of her divine role in every existence. And here are the words of the song. For when the world was deluged with flood of waters and one man of good repute, alone was left and in a wooden house, sailed all the waters with the beasts and birds in order that the world might be refilled. I was his son's bride. I was of his black race, to whom the first things happened and the last. We were all made known and thus mine my own mouth. Let all these truthful things remain declared. Okay? These are allegorical references, though. This bride reminding the patriarchal masses that the divine kingships were only ever given legitimacy through the blood of the African mother. I'm going to stop there. Now, we didn't talk about the blood of the mother. We didn't talk about the blood covering. We didn't talk about the firstborn belonging to God. Now, we think that means birth order, like I'm my mother's firstborn child. No, no, no. The firstborn are of God. The firstborn were female. Wasn't no dick in the beginning. The dick is an aberration from the original way. 
This is the genetic malformation and mutation that we have privilege to live on the planet with us, much like many of the other genetic malformations and mutations that now exist on the planet with us. But these, this original shit that happened, when we talk about this disenfranchisement, black men have never been disenfranchised, ever. There is no such thing as black male disenfranchisement. It is an illusion. And it is an illusion that feeds white supremacy, and I do not subscribe to white being supreme. Not over me, not over anybody. They are not fucking supreme. So you will not hear me espouse that shit, because to me it's to say that he's greater, and he's not. They have never been disenfranchised. Nothing horrible has ever happened to them until they came against their mother. So what we see today happening with the black man, him going to jail, being murdered, this is his righteous punishment for raping, murdering, and usurping his mother's position. Do you know why black women get caught up in it? Black women are caught up in it because they want to align with the curse and call it family and call it good for them. We have been cursed. Our bloodline has been cursed by these sick fucks to take from us what was righteously ours. And now we want to try to make him God because if if we lift him up, we got it wrong, you know? We got it wrong because they told us it was Jesus and not ISIS. The song goes, lift ISIS higher and lift up for the world to see. Because she said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Ain't no man can draw a woman. I mean a man. Ain't no man can draw another man. If they can draw a man, we don't want nothing to do with that one. Women are the ones who draw men. Women are the ones who get men lifted up. And if you need it to be even more crass and broke down for you, Galactic, let me ask you right quick, who gets your dick hard, a woman or a man? <laughs> okay, what did you lift that dick hard? What did you lift that, goddammit? I promise you it's titties and, and a girl uh. butt to get you lifted. <laughs> uh. Okay? You sick for this. I you know who was the power of the P-U-S-N-Y. Let me share. Let me share something. Let me. I want to share something with y'all, with both of you. That's very personal. And you just triple what you did was you just gave me a moment of epiphany because it's something that I've always struggled with in my 53 years on this earth. However, I know how to rationalize it. I have not ever had a male be an important figure in my life. And I'm talking about from a a family standpoint, whether it was my my father, my stepfather was there from the time I could remember, but I knew my father as well. So I knew the difference between the two and I transitioned from one to the other. And it was just, and I think about this sometimes because it's like no man that I know of has ever had that much interest in me as a person, you know, speaking from that family unit. And at the same time, I have never regarded a man as that important for, for my person. This is all going on at the same time. And to try to articulate what I'm saying here is that, that feminine energy that you talk about, I think I can understand that more instinctively than I do mentally, trying to think my way through it. That, right. That's difficult because you're, you're caught up in all of these 
social norms, family upbringing, you know, yeah. imagery, indoctrination, all this kind of stuff. So it, it's kind of, it's hard enough just weed through all of that. But right. when I was listening to you talk, I think that has been more of a blessing to me than it has a detriment. Absolutely. To be honest. You, now, that's something I would call to be a true my son, a, a true son of the mother. Because, listen, ain't no man in you neither. Oh, shit, ain't no man in you neither, baby. That. See, that's why I like people like that. There it is. And, and I just wanted to You ain't end had it. nobody to compromise that in you. This is something right. that I have the utmost respect about with you. This is why I even let you talk on my show. You know I don't let men talk. Now, <laughs> and this is why I listen to what you have to say. You know I don't listen to men. And, and this is the part, this is a whole part of why. Because you were formed by women. And I see that. I can resonate with that. I can pick that up. And you know how to listen to women and get the pearls. Now, I get what you're saying. I'm going to say this really quick, and then I, you know, I know you have something to say. I understand what you're saying about the family norms and stuff, and I have to openly admit these were not my norms. I mean, even my church, it was headed by women. It was formed by women. You know what all they husbands did? They were deacons and sat on the front row, and that's all the fuck they did. They didn't do shit. Them women did everything in that church, from preaching to singing to everything in that church, you know? Um, and, and my experience has always been women. I've never had, I mean, I have my father in my life. He was in the house, but, I mean, might as well not have been. You know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't anything instructive in that sense to me. Even my father couldn't give me the male or a man or a father anything. My father could only give me, he always said it like this, I can't give you father wit because my father didn't have none, but I got plenty of mother wit if you're the people. You know? And wit meaning wisdom the ability to be funny, the storyteller, you know. So he taught me a lot right. of um, sacred feminine wisdom because he got it from his mama and passed it on to me. And now here we are talking about these things too. So I get what you're saying, and I have to continuously remind myself that this is a little bit easier for me than it is for everybody else because of my early childhood formation. A lot of these norms were not set up for me. I saw them on TV. I saw Full House and Step by Step and fucking – Claire Huxtable and them. I saw all the shit everybody else saw too, but I also looked at my life and women did everything. Okay. Women were the source. Mm-hmm. If I needed something done, it was another woman who opened the door for me. It's always been women, you know? So I get what you're saying, but I know I get it from a, uh, in a different way. It's a little bit easier to come by for me because my life is different. And I'm younger, and, you know, there was a whole different shift in the energies as well of women coming over time to my iteration of being raised up, you know? But um, I, but I identify a lot with what you're saying, and I appreciate you having said that. Now I'm going to shut up. Please continue. <laughs> um, and, and the other thing that I just wanted to say was that, you know, there are certain phrases in the Bible that just resonate with me. And one of them is, put, put your faith in no man. Really? I mean, I don't know how simple yeah. that gets. And it's, mm-hmm. funny, and, and, and it's funny how religion, the actual in the actual practice of religion, you do the exact you do the exact opposite. Right. You're, you're offering up your faith. <laughs> right. At, at the same time, you're being told, "Don't don't do it." Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't do it because yep. now yep. once you do that, you can be led in any number of directions. Oh yes. Wasn't it Jesus that said, "Be beware that no man deceive you"? 
I always took that shit literal, y'all. When they said man, I was like, mm-hmm, because them bastards are slippery and you can't trust those motherfuckers. That's right, no man. <laughs> and, I took that shit real literal. And that whole way of writing is done on purpose. It's done on purpose. There's things to be taken literally. They're usually the shortest things in there. They're, they're right. just like sentence phrases. Those are the things you take literally. Then get these elongated stories. That's the stuff you got to sit and you really got to meditate on that because it's a whole lot more going on than what's really on the surface. There's a whole lot more going on that's actually being told in just initial of what you're getting, what you're getting that's being told. And I think that, you know, you're absolutely 100% correct in your whole analysis and breakdown of the feminine and the masculine, how that's gotten turned on its head and how that just precipitated a whole chain of events that got us to where we are today. And until we can turn that around, the shit's just going to continue. Now, can I talk for Absolutely. a second? By all okay. means, Mother, please come in. I'm going to go get Thank some water so while much. you do that. Thank you, Brother Galactic, for that. I really appreciated it. And I wanted, I wanted to address something also that you had uh, spoke to also, and you were talking about Rosewood, and you were talking about, um, what's the other one? Uh, the Black Wall Street, which was in Tulsa. Yeah, Black Wall Street. Now, yeah. mind you, those those particular entities, and and we talk about those two all the time because right. apparently we don't know of any others. Exactly. And you know, you know, and and, and I'm going this way because I want to address a psychology, and I want to tie this into the integration period, right? Okay. Now the reason the reason I think now I could be wrong, brother and sister, I could be wrong, but the reason I think those um, Black, you know, places like Rosewood and Black Wall Street flourished so much was because we didn't have access to white folks' shit. So we had to build our own. But a psychology had already been planted in us that the white man's ice was colder, which is why we were so receptive to the integration process. I agree. And once that integration process got, you know, became a part of the cultural norm, we dropped everything that we yeah. had built. I mean, like, even in Chicago, we had streets that were black-owned businesses when I was coming up. We had, uh, you know, just a plethora of businesses that was ran by black people. Like here in Milwaukee, they had Third Street. They had a plethora of black businesses before the integration, uh, you know, took off. Once that integration shit, and they start letting you come into their Woolworths and their, through the front door of their stores, we literally abandoned our own businesses. And it's because the psychology had already been planted, that desire to have what the slave master had, that, that was indoctrinated in us for four fucking hundred years. Okay, before you know, coming over, I'm talking about just this on this diaspora in particular. We would look with envy 
at the white man and all of his grandeur, you know, the big plantation or the, the, the whole idea of ownership. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We, we, would, we would desire that so much, you know, that we would abandon everything that we could build for ourselves. And it's not that we, don't, we didn't have the capacity. It's not that we don't have the capacity today. But that kernel of indoctrination, I do believe, is so deeply ingrained within each and every one of us that you got to go down inside of yourself and pull that fucking kernel out. Yep. You got to do that in order yep. for us. If we're going to have collective, um, collective wealth, because it ain't like black people ain't got money. It ain't like we can't, you know, pool our resources, educate our own children, build our own fucking schools, build our own damn houses. Yep. It, it ain't like we can't do that because we right. do have the economic resources to do that. It's that kernel. That's yeah. within us, and like Sister um, uh, uh, Triple Dark was saying earlier, it's this idea of entitlement. You know what I'm saying? It's this constant quest for reparations. You know, like we're still asking the same motherfuckers mm-hmm. that enslaved yeah. us. We're still begging and asking them for something. They ain't going to ever give you that shit. Right. It ain't going to happen until like the Israelites. Your God got to come and smite them motherfuckers to a point that they say, here, take it all. And I don't see that coming anytime no, soon. It's not. And you you're 100%, and you're 100% correct. And the question I'd like to ask in regards to what you just said is put the shoe on the other foot. How would you feel if you was dealing with a group of people that you knew, knew how to do everything, but were always coming to you for help? Right. Oh, that shit frustrates yeah. me personally. Right. I hate that shit. When people call, they right. call my phone to ask me some shit spiritually that they could have Googled, ooh, I'm going to punch them in the face. So, right, you know what I mean? Right. But, I'll, but I'll but, take your money. I'll take your money, though. Right, right. You want to be that stupid, I, I will take your money. <laughs> no, I'm and, just joking. I don't right, want to do that and, shit. And I going, should. I'm going to start. And going back to what Queen was saying about taking out that kernel, see, that's, that's part of that kernel because – yeah. To 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 force somebody to respect you for things right. that you can do yourself and you don't right. do you you right. can't do that. It's not gonna happen. And what's gonna happen is it's gonna multiply in them their disdain for you. Yes. 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 So mm-hmm. what's gonna mm-hmm. happen is that man they have to manifest that disdainment in some sort of way. Okay, well, let's just drag these fuckers through the sand ditches of El Paso since this is the best that they can do. And then we're going to throw the shit up in their face. We'll see if they can right. get it right. Oh, they haven't gotten it right? All right, well, let's come with this new thing to throw up in their face. And it just keeps going and going and going, and we keep doing the same shit, the same shit, the same shit. And then we get mad at, we get mad at them for the wrong reason. Right. Like you were saying right. before, Triple, you know, we got to blame this shit on us, but we yeah, don't right. do that. We get mad at them. We project what we're feeling about ourselves out onto a whole other group right. that knows better than we do. They, the, the most studied animal on the planet is human being. Right. The, the most right. studied. So there's, yeah, no, there's, there's nothing... 
crazy about the whole thing. Like, okay, if a group of people is willing to study you 24 hours a day, they're willing to study you while you're asleep. What are you doing? Sleeping and waiting for your next allotment of chicken. Exactly. Exactly. We on their mind 24 hours a day. All day. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day because they always come up with something new. You got to be sitting around thinking about this. You don't just spontaneously come up with a whole new program that all of a sudden everybody falls into. No, you're leading them into it. And they're lockstep. They're just yeah, running off in there. Like the pie pie yeah, and just like you said, Triple, this is, you know, and we haven't gotten to that level yet to where it's like, you know what, this shit is on us. Bar none, let's, let's stop the bullshit. Let's, okay, now, here's, here's what we're going to do. Now that we come to the realization this shit is our fault, whatever the hell is going on right now is our fault. Damn everybody else. Now, let's correct it. And we still, we, we, I don't know why we struggle with that. That one, that's the million-dollar question. We struggle you with that. You know what? I'm going to tell you what the, the, see, the, the, the answer to the million-dollar question is, is that we don't want to take responsibility. Yeah, we'll say, you know, we'll say stuff like, you know, and I understand this, too, is that we'll say things like, well, you know, the white man brought us over here, yeah, and it stops right there. You right. understand? I think that after... So called eighteen sixty five, it was on us then because yeah. prior to that we were under the yoke of slavery. They had laws in place that would stymie us and keep us from doing things that we could do, even though we were doing them anyway, but we were doing them for someone else. But those same ta- talents, those sa- same skills, after eighteen sixty five, we could have turned in. You understand? But you but but in, in in saying all of that, I also have to acknowledge the fact that because of the disbursement of black people on these various plantations, like my friend once said, we all come from different plantations with different ideologies. Because I remember reading a slave narrative. Some slaves said they was happy. They they masses was good. So they they didn't really, you know, have an issue with the enslavement itself because it wasn't as brutal as it was in some areas. So we right. got this, this this whole um psychology of people that's all fucked up where some is accepting of the system and, and what it does and some of us are rebellious in the system and what it does. That's why you have to have a little get some more Negroes because they will give out a kernel they will give out a, a prize to certain people and hold those very people up, which is why you have your stars out there, your hip-hop stars, all these people with mansions and things like that. And then later on you read they ain't got shit. You, right. know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we it was I, all I guess, <laughs> yeah, it was all rented. It wasn't even theirs. It was all for sure. And that whole thing, that whole thing is playing on the psychology uh, what you said earlier, oh, man, what you said earlier in the show before last was about the more, more, more mentality. You know, I looked yep. at a documentary uh day before yesterday that talked about how they created 
this more, more, more mentality. Mm-hmm. This is science. And yep. we got to be scientists up in this bitch. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We can't just be believers. You know what I'm saying? We got to pick this shit apart through science and understanding yep. the universe, how they, how they form these thoughts, how they make, execute these things, all these studies that they do. And I'm going to tell y'all something. It ain't like the information ain't out there for you. It's exactly. out there. One thing I can say about the white man. The white man will write some shit down in opposition to each other. They will write some shit down. You just got to find that shit and apply it in your lives to make your life easier for you. Because it's there. It ain't hidden information anymore. It's right. out there for you. You and, know, and you can change your own psychology, how you look at mm-hmm. things. But you've got to do it from a historical perspective. You've got to go back into history to change shit. You cannot do it without going back, San Copa. You've got to go back. But don't say your ass in San Copa. your ass in. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. right. Say that. Say that. Galactic, give me a bro- uh, wait. Galactic, give me a, a quick minute. Um, I just wanted to let Cosmic know that her mic is open. Um, your mic has actually been open for a while, and I just kind of got caught up in the convo. I forgot to tell you. Um, so Galactic, you was gonna say something? No, I was. Um, go ahead and let Cosmic, Cosmic talk, man. I've been I've been talking. If she's there, Cosmic, are you with us, sis? Cosmic. All right, she's here, but she's going right. to walk with the phone or something. I just, um, I just wanted to add to uh, what Queen was saying, and I think that's a very important element to all the pieces of the puzzle in regards to how we, us, as first as individuals, that's where it's got to start. And then yep. we can collaborate. Mm-hmm. Don't have to be a group. Just collaborate, exchange, share, and can go from there. And um, in regards to the true essence of it, when we get to that point where, like she was saying, where you have to you have to go back in history. You have to go back. You have to, you have to be a mad scientist in this world today. It's a requirement. That's why yeah, yeah. everything that we do now is either electronically driven or technologically driven because that is the new religion, is science. They just haven't made it, and they just haven't made the announcement yet. So we have the ability. We have the ability to go back and dig up this information, and and reconfigure our thinking and see where it was either right, where we got steered off on the wrong path, and where we need to go based on where we are in regards to it. Right. And we and have you know, to do that. That's where, it says, that's where we go back and we say, oh, that's how they did that shit. Right, right. Well, you that's know? why they did that shit. Yeah. Right, that's why they did that. Exactly. Right, right. Can I tell y'all my little, can I tell y'all my little perfect fantasy? Oh, in my dream world, there's probably only like <laughs> 20 people anyways. It's only like 20 people because I can't stand people, you know? <laughs> 
it's like it's like twenty motherfuckers, <laughs> and even like of the twenty, only ten can be close to me at any one given time. <laughs> and by close, I still mean on the outside, you know, like maybe one at a time, like next to me. So twenty people, no more than twenty. That means everybody got to go. Off rip, everybody got to go. But of those twenty people, there is no such thing as man. Not woman. Not man, not male, not female. There's no such thing in my personal We are all inherently masculine and feminine. And what we understand is that we, we emanate in those energies, we vibrate in those energies, they're changeable, mm-hmm. they're mutable, yeah. they're flexible, mm-hmm. they're fluid. It's not a state yeah. that you're in at all times. You know, I can be a very masculine woman and as well a very feminine woman. And Galactic, you can be a very masculine man and as well a very feminine man, but it doesn't mean effeminate. It doesn't mean hyper-masculine. You know, I don't have to be a dyke. I don't have to do kind of shit that people would assume it means when a woman, I look very girly at all times, you know. Actually, I am a sparkly princess, and Hello Kitty is my girl. You know? um, <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> In my dream world, we all are just able to flow and be. We don't need to have these linear definitions. We can instead right. become eight. We can become an eight body, a spider, a true spider, an infinite cycle, an infinite loop where we flow and we ebb and we wane and we wax, you know, we become more lunar. I want a bunch of lunar ticks around me. Lunar ticks. Motherfuckers okay. count according to the moon. Thing. I need that. Right. I need that. Lunar people, people who have many lunations, they have cycles, they recognize their cycles. You know, just like we've got seasons, you have seasons in your life and in your body. You know, you've got a season of plenty, a season of harvest, a season of sowing, a season of barrenness, and we don't know how to tap into those things. So in my dream world, all of this Mm -hmm. shit is dead and gone and passed away, and almost everybody is dead with it, and it's like 20 of us, and of we 20, we just know how to be. Right, right, exactly. That's that that longing for the 13th dimensional consciousness. When I went up and took a look, what it looked like to me... um, the closest I could describe it, you know, when you drop a pebble in the water and there's that first ripple and then it just kind of goes out. It looked like that, but it wasn't water. It was like an energy orb. And it was a point in the center, and it just kind of vibrated out in rings. And, um, you know, it was just like that state of being. And it sounded to me like the word be, you know, just being resonated. This was my experience with it anyway. And so I long for that, where we can just kind of be. That's a very comfortable not comfortable. It's just, it makes the most sense to me. It's not even comfortable. It's very uncomfortable because it's fucking frightening as hell because it's not what I have now. But at the same time, it is ideal because it's the opposite of what we have. Right now, I I am a woman and a black woman and a young black woman and a single black woman. And, you know, all of these fucking titles and things that, you know, get thrown on you. And a bitter black woman and an angry black woman. You know, all of this shit. I don't want to be none of that shit. But you know what you just did, Triple? You know what you just did? You did did exactly what Queen was just talking about. You just gave us a scientific interpretation and analogy of 
this particular dream world. You talked about dimensions. You talked about being able to tell time based on the moon. This is yeah. all, it's, see, I'm a math and science person, so this is, this is in my wheelhouse. This is how I made my little mark academically. And, and that's, okay. why the teachings, that's why the teachings of math and science, you'll notice, everything changes the way that it's taught except for math and science. It's right. Same. It always is the same. Yeah. It always is. Now they come up with new things to call it. Right. But it's the same, but it's the same shit. shit. It's mm-hmm. the same shit. And you just gave one of the most beautiful and eloquent from a math and science person of a scientific mind at work. You took what was in nature. You articulated it in very yeah. simple language. Scientifically, yeah. and it was funny because I was listening to you, and I actually do. I tell uh, the way that I figure out what time of the month that we're in is full moons, and I don't know yeah. why I do that, but I that's what I do. When I see a full moon, I I know within four days what day of the month we're in. I can tell yeah. within a week when I see a full moon, and that's that intrinsic quality that you just displayed that Queen was talking about. That's the level mm-hmm. we have to be on. And there's so many of us who are just either we're just too consumed with the bullshit that's going on every day. You know, we're, we're just like you had, made, you had made the analogy between tranquility and reality. Okay, you know, that's that tranquility is always a fleeting moment. We only get a, right. we only get that a fraction of the entire cycle yep. of the day, whichever your cycle is, and then the rest is just spent, you know, bouncing off of, deflecting, dealing with reality. And you know something else, Galactic. Another thing, just talking about looking at history overall. I'm talking about the history of the world is that the one common denominator of the whole human experience up to this point is that human, man, human, cannot the fuck let others just be at the end of the day. All the wars, all the uh, disagreements about who God is and your God ain't my God, and we going to go over and take your shit. I mean, it's, it's just this whole thing where you, we, a human, free man, cannot just sit and let other people do what the fuck they do. Why couldn't you just don't do it like us? What you're doing is wrong, so we're going to come in and make you do what we do. I mean, it's this whole dichotomy of, of not letting people be who the fuck they are. It's just working for them. What the fuck is it is mm. to you way over there? doing your thing, why you got to ride down on me? You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Why couldn't right. we just take trade resources? Why you got to come take all my shit? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's just fucking crazy, man. I mean, we got to look at humanity for what it is, and that's what all these religions, I do believe, were trying to formulate and fix is this human di- uh, 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 ability to not, other let other fucking fuckers be, but at the end, but at the end of the day, when you read the religious uh, dialogue, 
It's filled with that. It's filled with yep. God saying, see that land over there, regardless of the people on it, that's yours, go take it. Yep. Why, the okay. why, the fuck, why the fuck is God telling them to go over there and take their fucking land? He promised that shit to them when his people are already there. We do that shit to this damn day, to this day. Yep. Yep. That's because that's they're talking about a different God. Yeah, yeah. They ain't talking about God at all. That's Moses talking. Okay, there you go. There you go. And 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 Triple, when you had read that thing, um, I, just when you had started this next show, um, and I forget what it was, but you had read something. Oh, it's, it's, it's the Sibyls. It's the Sibyls, the first prophet right, of Mama Right, when you, and, and I have one question. When you read that, what was the king's name? Ah, shit. God, it was the king of Dahomey, wasn't it? Wasn't it a no. Dahomey? Yeah, it was the king of Dahomey. It wasn't Dahomey king I was talking about. Now I gotta find a page. No, Hold on. it was. It was the. I, I believe it was the king of Menin. Oh yes, oh. yes, yes. Okay, and I just. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Just as soon as you said that shit, I turned to the page, yo. Historians of ancient Egypt, when describing Egypt's rise as a global military power, often assume an amicable joining of Upper and low, Lower Egypt under King Menin. Right now, what I find interesting about that is that the king's name would be Men. Yep. Men and Men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes, a, that makes a whole lot of sense. When you look at the actual yep. historical poll. <laughs> yes, it does make a whole lot of fucking sense, Galactic. That the king's name would be King Men. King Men. <laughs> you know? They didn't put another E in there to try to fool us into minutes or something, you know. Now, can I throw something else out there? I want to throw this out there for your your thought processes, okay? Now, prior to, now this is just me going back reading the books like, you know, like you just talked about and also the other book by the sister, um, um, I can't think of the name of those books, and all those books that I've been studying lately is that, it, it seems that. Uh, oh, Cosmic, your mic is open, sis. Cosmic. Oh. Your mic is open. Just so you know. Okay. Hello? I'm a muter. Go ahead, Mother. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You were talking about the books you had read in your studies. Right. In the, okay. Now, in the books, now, remember, the, if we had this thing called goddess worship, right? where they would have these rituals in these temples and things like that. But they also noted that there were men who cut off their penises, okay? Yes. To serve the great mother. Now, mind you, when I think of that, I think of these transsexuals today, okay? Now, when we talk about jealousy, all right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I swear, my spirit is saying the jealousy came out of there of these eunuchs who were jealous after a period of servitude. They were jealous of the service or the worship of the great mother. Not only that, yes, I think there were other women. Yeah, I think yes. there were other women, too, who were also, mm-hmm. you know, jealous of that worship that was given to a particular woman who was a live and flesh woman, you know, who was a priestess of the great mother. So I think you had mm-hmm. two entities that was working against 
the great mother and the worship of the great mother as well as the priestesses of the great mother, and that were women who want priestesses and the eunuchs yep. were serving the priestess. And I think that, yes. and I could be wrong, but my spirit tells me that that no, was the beginning wrong, of the onslaught of patriarchy, was yes. that those eunuchs aligned themselves with men, those women aligned themselves with the eunuchs, and men, those women had uncontrollable sexual desires where the dick began to rule them, and so they yes. usurped the high priestesses of these various temples, and I think that yes. was the fall of the great mother, the worship of the mother as God, as the God it was taken idea. down. Yes, you're absolutely yeah, right about that, Queen. Yeah, taken down that. Yeah. That is great wholeheartedly. And that. If, any, yeah. if, anybody, if anybody wants the proof, because you know we trained that we need a white man dick in our mouth in order to know some shit. Yeah. So if you want to yeah. read it, if you need to read some shit to know what mother is saying is true, this is a divine channel she just got opened up in her and came through. There are two books, actually three, that I can recommend to you. The first book is called Lesbian Origins. It is by Susan Cabot. Yes. Read it. Yes. Read it cover to cover. Yes. The second book yes. that verifies what Mother just said would be this Sybil book. It is called S- The Sybils, The First Prophetess of Mami Wata, The Theft of African Prophecy by the Catholic Church. Okay, that's by Mama Zogby, also known as Vivian Hunter um, Hindrew. The third book is called Great Cosmic Mother. Yes. And I think it's by Monica Jewell or something like that her name is. Um, look it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, got, I and, got that book up and there. You can, yep. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And now, and now I got a fourth one for you because I don't like to read. When God Was a Woman. Yeah, fucking yeah. I'm going to tell you, that shit right there, was, I'm going to tell you the truth. That shit, that book right there was the first book I read. And then um, I think it was uh, Seek Wisdom who turned me on to the Sybils. And then it was also um, the other sister who changed her name. I can't, oh, God, what she what the song, Black Woman is God. Oh, my God, she's going to kill me. But anyway, it was, Shot yeah, Blast. it's Shot Blast and, um, and Seek Wisdom are the ones who turned me on to the Sybils. And the uh, the great mother of those books, and then it was you, uh, Triple Dark, who turned me on to that book, the uh, the lesbians book. Oh yep, my fucking god! Oh mm-hmm. my, you gotta read. I'm telling you, that, see that's why black folks stupid because they don't read. You gotta read. They shit. don't fucking read. Yep, say that. It's right there for your edification. It's right there for you to decipher and pick apart and learn for yourself. Well, they it's right read it. There. They read it, then they right. get in their feelings, mother, because it says lesbian. Then they lesbian. get in their feelings. That's oh. right. Yep. It says yes. lesbian. We can't read this. It's a bunch of anti-man. You know, like, man right. has never done anything exactly. for us. What the fuck has man done for us? He's done a lot to right. us. You gotta read it. He's done a lot against us. What has he done for us? Let's read some shit that's right. actually for us. Now, lesbian, before it was turned into carpet munching sexuality, was our origin. Right. Come on, we were. That's that's our origin as women. That Amazon, Amazon, excuse me, not Amazon, the way they got us thinking, but Amazons, A M A S U N. We were the sons of Ama. The galaxy right. is the one who gives birth to the sun. The galaxy. Right. So that's Mama. Right. Mama is the great beyond, you know. And out of Mama right. or Ama right. comes the sun or us. 
her son. Right. When they split mm-hmm. it and they taught us daughter and got us to give up our birthright, that is when all hell broke loose on the planet. See, I remember. I've been here before, and I haven't been here for quite a few years because I hate this fucking place, and I hate the people who run it, and I hate the women who are invested in keeping us all snowed because they they have half-truth. They got a whole lot of truth, but it's half-truth, and half-truth is a whole lot of me, you know? Right. The whole lot of me. And I have always, I have gotten into arguments with women because my thing is tell me the fucking truth. I don't want to know right. your Bible. I don't want to know your Jesus. Don't you fucking tell me nothing about no light of Jesus Christ. You tell me the truth, goddammit, or don't talk to me at all. You know, I have always been that rebellious daughter, or excuse me, that rebellious son who's going to shine brightly and burn hot no matter what anybody says I should do or not do, you know? And when we right. were given, when we were robbed of our birthright by those eunuchs and those defected priestesses who were dick lovers, who just loved the right. dick no matter what, no matter right. what the dick has done to them, they still going to love the dick and praise his name and call it God, okay? Those defected right. are the reason that we got here. This is why I That's said right. that the real war, and I'm the one that put that meme out there. You're welcome. The real, what if the patriarchal <laughs> life was a myth? And the real war, what the real war was woman between woman man. And the yep. sisterhood yep. is how we got here. Right. Because right. the eunuch was the closest thing to the priestess. If you wasn't yes. a priestess, the closest thing to the priestess was the eunuch. So if the eunuch yes. can be turned out by the bitch, the defected bitch, the right. bitch who wasn't good enough to make the cut, you know? Right. And the right. bitch who wasn't good enough to make the cut can take from mama, create some shit, call it a part of mama, but issue yes. it under the guise of the the patriarch. It's a full patriarchal yes. matriarchy, okay? They can mm-hmm. turn the world on its heels. Then they can try yes. to tell the rest of us to come this way. Don't go to dark mother. Right. Come to the light mother, the lion bitch, the one who got us fucking here in the first place. Exactly. Right. I have a problem with that. You'll never see me do it. I'd have been there, done that. But I know better now. And for those yes. of us who don't know, if you're looking to find out, you keep listening to the shows, you read these books, you know what I mean? Open yourself up. Don't don't ask yep. questions to shut it down. You know, we're talking about being a scientist. I've said this before. Let me repeat it. A true scientist, you have your hypothesis, and then you work to prove yourself wrong. You're trying you to go. disprove. There you go. You're not. Yes. Anybody can look for how they write, motherfucker. That's easy. It's shit. Right. Work to prove. Work to prove everything you think or have been trained to think. That's wrong. That's wrong. And when you cannot prove yourself wrong, you stand. Having done all the stand, stand. That's right. That's right. There it is. That's how I. That's it. Can I I add something to that? By all means, please. Absolutely. When you guys were talking about um, the different readings and whatnot, um, Gnosticism was actually, that's what Christianity was born out of, Gnosticism. And in the Gnostic sect, and I don't know if people who are listening are aware of this, I'm sure a lot are, um, the Apocrypha, one of the books in the Apocrypha was the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, the actual first caller. They call her the first disciple, but it's a lot more to it than that. 
Yeah, it's so, a lot more to it. She was the first disciple, though, because... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll tell you my no, thing in a minute. I smart people, man. I love people that are smart. I just really love smart people. I really, really, really do. And, and Y'all, is, Queenie Fama just had a brain gasm. Let's give it a hand clap. I love people who think. I really love people who think. I'm sorry, Galactic. I just had to say it. I love people who actually think. I really do. I really do. And and the only reason why I brought that up is because that that's mm-hmm. an, uh, that's another example of mm-hmm. how the feminine mm-hmm. has been covered and layered over and layered over yeah. and just mm-hmm. a continuous yeah. laying over of that so that mm-hmm. the system that we know of today can continue to be perpetrated on us. And for us to not have full understanding of this infinite, as um, Triple would say, this infinite energy that is bound and that's all around us and operating, whether we indulge in it or not, it's it's doing its own thing. And yep. um, I just I just wanted to add that little element to it. Um, mm-hmm. I see you scheduled a longer show, Triple. So. I did. I am going to be right back in about 10 minutes. Do your thing. I just wanted to build a little bit on what you submitted, Galactic. Um, so I, I appreciate that because when you mentioned Mary Magdalene, that, of course, brings me into, because I love, I love her, okay, Mary of Nur, that original black Sybil. She, her story is one of the most defamed, objectified, and just destroyed, degraded stories of all time. Yes. And I have always yes. had a strong affinity for her. So I have done quite a bit of research. You don't want to fuck with me on Mary Magdalene, but here's what I'm going to tell you about okay. her. <laughs> Mary Magdalene, on, Jesus man. and Jesus, Yeshua, whatever you call him, is a fraud. He's not real. <laughs> this is yet another way that they steal from the feminine. The Christ is a consciousness. This is a crystalline activation of the soul self where you have mm-hmm. complete authority in your own life and in your own divine will and being space. And so this mm-hmm. masculine part of herself that she had been taught at this time, they had been suppressing and sequestering the feminine. And so she mm-hmm. activated this masculine part of herself. I would liken it today to... The lady that does Abraham. Okay, yeah. Okay? The woman Mm -hmm. who channels whoever this Abraham is, okay? Now, channeling is Mm -hmm. a divine art, and this is a sacred divine art that has always been accessible to the true Sybil. Any true Sybil can Mm -hmm. do it, even if she's a defected bitch, a defected priestess bitch, she can still channel the divine. You just got to be careful what mm-hmm. you say because she's got an interest. See, the, even the oracle is a program. If you don't remember that from the Matrix sucks to be you, let me help you get it. The oracle is a program itself. And so the right. messages of the oracle depend upon what is best for mm-hmm. the dismantling or the maintenance of the program. You have to figure out, are, am I dealing with a person who is destroying or a person who is building on top of shit that needs to be knocked down. Now, once you figure right. that out, you'll know whether or not the Oracle program is going to dismantle 
the system, the program, whatever, or if the oracle's program is going to subsist the system, the program that is in opposition to your life. This is why it is important that in all our getting, we get an understanding, okay? And part of that understanding is a discernment. So in my own discernment, what I see is we have this sequestered feminine who has to give life to this masculine entity. And the masculine has been robbed from her. It's been snatched out of her and ascribed to this phallic being. You can't be masculine because you have a pussy. You're a feminine. But the dick is masculine. And so they begin to assign the traits inherent in the holy mother and the holy womb to these degenerate fallen angels, these men, these males, these boys, these fathers, brothers, uncles, what we see today before us. And because it was not natural to them, they have never expressed it properly, ever. And so it's always been a war over who was the most masculine, the most supreme masculine force. It's been a war to take the masculinity out of our divine mother. Now, right. here goes my Something Dawn said segment on this show. Something Dawn said, which verifies something that I had already been thinking, is that the black race is the masculine race. Now, I could receive that because the color black has always been used to denote either masculinity or negativity or something heavy or serious or whatever the case might be. Now, I had um, an NOI Muslim come to our school and tell us that the Lion King was racist because, look, Mufasa was the good lion and he was all golden and light and Scar was the bad lion and he was all dark and they used dark to try to portray this good and evil message, and they're inherently trying to say that dark is evil, and we are the dark people, so we are inherently evil by, you know, default of this logic. And so I ain't like them, and they had to say, but that don't mean I'm not going to take your pearl. So when I marry those things, those concepts together, what I come forth with when it comes to Mary Magdalene is this. We have a black sibyl, a black female, a black woman, okay, a black goddess, who comes mm-hmm. from a sacred order, who comes forth, with this divine masculine essence and this divine masculine presence in a patriarchal world that steals her prophecy, calls her a prostitute and a whore, and turns that divine right. masculine to Jesus or Yeshua, the man. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yep. Yes. And now, and I, I don't know these books off the top, but I've got a whole bunch of books. If you want to know something more about Mary Magdalene, you email me. You can hit me up on the Angry Divas fan page on Facebook or angrydivas.com. That's D-E-V-A-S. Make sure you type it right, okay? So um, if you want to know more about Mary Magdalene, i got some books I can go in my vault and grab out and read you the titles, and you can hope you find those motherfuckers because I have searched. <laughs> I have searched for my shit. I have paid pretty pennies for my book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's real pretty motherfucking pennies, real money. Now, I want to try to open up Cosmic's line. Cosmic, sis, you're on with us. Did you want to weigh in on this? I had meant to, you know, let you know you were on earlier. Cosmic. No. Okay. I'm going to send her a little Facebook chat right quick. Everybody else, Mike, is still open, um, and we're still good to go. But I'm going to just send her a quick chat let her know she's um, on. Because I don't you remember know, if you want her I'm... mic open or not. You know, all of these things that we're talking about today and, and the fact that we're even having this discussion, you know, as you look, as I look around the world and the, the, the direction that it's going in and, you know, it sometimes makes you feel a little disheartened about the future mm-hmm. of us as, as human beings or people or whatever you want to call us. 
But just the fact that we're having this conversation gives me hope for the future because I don't Mm. think that mankind or people will ever be totally eradicated off the planet. Um, And I I really don't venture to say that the planet will destroy or something like that. I don't go for the Big Bang Theory, nor do I go for the creation theory. I just virtually say I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I don't know how the fuck we got here. I, I really don't. You know, I mean, it goes back so far, I don't know how anybody could even conceive in their mind a beginning. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just goes back too fucking far to to even, you know. But what it do, but what I'm saying is, is that it it gives me hope for a future of us evolving as beings on this planet to another level of existence. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have to. We can't just constantly be in this warlike state all the fucking time. I mean, when do we ever? have peace on you know on on this earth when do we live in harmony with one another when does that happen and every time i hear these pearls drop and i know that others are listening and i know that others are thinking hopefully i mean really processing not gulping down every fucking thing that's being said but actually processing it and then doing their own fucking research to go inside and get that damn kernel of what they call white supremacy, which I don't agree mm. with white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even think that shit exists, but it's just a term that people use for the dominance of the European over darker-skinned people. And, I mean, this is all over the fucking world. So as, yeah. as, as long as I know that there are other people out there thinking, I have hope. As long as I know that as soon as... I look up and everybody's chanting the same fucking spell. I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, time for me to take my own ass about this planet because it, it, it shit ain't shit ain't gonna be right. No, no need of me. Trust me, I hear that. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody drinking the fucking Kool Aid. I'm like, shit, right? I don't want none of that shit. I'm out of here, you know, because that's that's you the know whole I goal. Heard that. is that you do. Every group wants you to drink their fucking Kool-Aid. Every group wants you to drink their damn Kool-Aid. You know, and I done took a little sip of everybody's. And I'm like, none of y'all shit is sweet enough for me. I'm sorry. There it is. I'm going to make my own damn Kool-Aid. Make my own Kool-Aid. See, that's what I do, Queen. All I do, perfectly honest, I'm probably the only black person on the planet who does not know how to fucking make Kool-Aid right. I don't. To be honest. (laughs) Are you serious? One pack, one cup of sugar. One pack, one they cup all... of sugar. That's how you make it. How much water, though? How much water? You use two quarts of water. It's right there on the package. Okay. Well, I did that, and everybody <laughs> told me it tasted terrible. They didn't like it. They told they me it was sweet they, they got this super <laughs> sweet-ass tube. You know, they got a super sweet tube. I don't have a super sweet tube, you know? I did one, two quarts of water, one pack of Kool-Aid, one cup of sugar. That's sweet enough for me. It works. It works for me. Right? It works for me, too, Queen. I don't like extra sweet shit, neither. Well, see, you must not drink soda like I don't. You know what I drink? I don't drink uh, soda. Schweppes makes a good, um, it's Schweppes, and they make uh, sparkling seltzer water. 
Girl, I, like I love. I don't like See, I don't like soap. So I don't like shit that fizzes. That fizzes. I don't like. Oh, the only I time like, I drink like tonic water or something like that is when I have cramps. Cramps in my legs, I drink some tonic right. water. But, but I don't like fizzy stuff. I don't like fizzy drinks. None of that. I like Kool Aid. I like juices. But I don't like nothing well, with listen, no damn fizz in it. I don't like fizzy I stuff. I smoke. You know? I smoke. And I, I hold the smoke too long. So I be needing, you know, I be needing, listen to me. Sometimes I need a little fizzy to help me burp a little bit. <laughs> you know what I learned, though? You know what I learned, um, you know uh, Skylar, because I smoke too? What I learned is every time I exhale, every time I exhale, I deep exhale. Because, see, a lot of times when I watch smokers is that they'll inhale then a little smoke will come out, not as much as they put in, but if you do that intense right. exhale, all that smoke comes out of your lungs. It all comes out. So, you know, it may take you a little longer to smoke your cigarette or whatever you're smoking, but if you do that intense exhale, all of that shit comes out of your lungs. But before you take another pull, you do another exhale to get that excess smoke out of your lungs. That's how people die of fucking lung cancer because they're holding all that damn tar and smoke in their lungs. If you, as soon as you get it in, you take it out. That's, I mean, that to me, that ain't right. Science. See, that's why it I don't fuck with shit. They got that shit with it. I don't fuck with that. You know. If it ain't green, like it ain't going I like between. Yeah. I like cigars. I don't care well, about cigarettes. I like cigars. I like cigars, more. too, but, you know, I, it's got to be a good cigar. You don't have if, to not, if it can't be if it can't be a Cohiba, and it's got to be a Mex- uh, fucking Cuban Cohiba. It can't be no Mexican or goddamn Girl, Dominican Republic phone shit. But, ooh, I don't know about a Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah, I can't fuck with the regular. You know, I can't. If I was a rich girl, you know what I'm saying? I, I got I got expensive tape, so. Yeah. I won't even deny it. I got, uh, yeah, you know, like Backwoods and fucking uh, Garcia Vega and whatever else there is out there. Oh, I look at that shit like, oh. They are. They count as cigars. I, somebody smokes it as a cigar. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't know, man. Oh, All I know I is that there's a science to everything. There's a science to everything yes. you do. That's why you have people who, you know, they're chronic weed smokers. And that's that's her, that's a habitual psychology. Because I think that at, at a certain point when you're smoking marijuana, you can only get so high at a certain point. You keep smoking that shit. What the fuck is you keep smoking it for? Then, it, to me, you're, you you got a habit. You know what I mean? And that's why right. they say it's habitual because it's, it's the person that does it that makes it habitual. You know, they got other issues. But it's people who can smoke and don't have to have none for months. I'm one of them. Don't have to have none for months. I don't even think about it. But um, I am not you know, one of those people. It, you know why I'm not one of those people? I could... At first, I thought I was addicted. You know, I was like, oh, my God. No, you're not. I always no. thought this was going to happen to me. No, I'm not addicted. No. What happens is right. I like I like the person that I am better because the person that I am is not inclined to smack the piss out of somebody. So I I feel this is, this is a public safety thing, <laughs> and I am doing a public service to everybody else. 
by having my one blunt that I smoke from 12 o'clock to what time it is. It's five. I still got the same blunt. I'm about to spark it again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that that is a public service that I could take one <laughs> and in six hours be complete. I think that's a public deal. <laughs> like, you know what? The general public. Um, you said earlier, and, and I, and I um, wanted to talk to you about that, too, is that you said that you like to smoke with people. And I am just the opposite, sis. I don't like getting high with nobody. I really, I don't, when I was, uh, you know, like trying to go out and drink, I just was never comfortable with people who was under the influence. That's why I do it all by myself. If I'm smoking a joint, I'm doing it all by myself because I'm not a drinker. But when I, you know, oh, yeah. smoke a joint or get a chance to get some, I do it by myself because I'm in a certain mindset when I puff, when I right. light up in the first place. So I don't want no distractions. I don't want to have no conversation. I don't want. I'm I'm in. I'm on the spiritual realm when I do it like that. Right. You See, know, it's that, not recreation for me. Yep. Yep. And that's why I'm, I'm glad you said that. It gives me a moment to expound a little. That is why I said I like to smoke with other people. Now, first and foremost, I like to smoke outside by myself. I think smoking outside is the bee's knees. You get way higher than. Ooh, yeah, oh, I think so too. <laughs> It is nothing like sitting outside and watching the birds and watching the animals. Yes. I do it. It's, it's a spiritual thing for me in the sense that, you know, I'm communicating in a sense with the animals. They come bearing messages. Yes. You know, I, I have one of my friends say to me, every time we're on the phone, if you're outside, you will stop talking to me to say hi to a robin. I said, because unlike you people, when the animals come to me, mm-hmm. they come bearing gifts and messages. They don't ask me for shit. That's <laughs> no, right. They don't ask me for shit. I don't give them nothing, and they still come bearing messages and gifts for me. So, you know, you don't always acknowledge them over your ass. Nothing you saying is important right now compared to what my brother right here, the Robert, got to tell me, or the squirrel, or whoever the fuck, you know. So I like that part of it because, you know, I'm one of them crunchy granola tree-hugging-ass niggas anyway. So I like that whole thing. Um, The other other part of it for me is um, I like when if I'm smoking with people, it's got to be indoors. I'm at somebody's house that I trust and know, or I have people at my house, you know. Now, I don't have a whole lot of people at my house, and I don't go a whole lot of places, so that lets you know exactly how often this shit goes down, right? I don't like people. I don't like people like that. Somebody always takes too much. Motherfuckers want to drink and smoke together, and they can't hold their yeah. and they get to look at their mouth. Now i got to bust you in your gums, you know. So what I like to do, if you're a new person to my life, and we're spending any amount of time together in person, a, you got to be some kind of smoker. Either I'm burning incense or something, because I have to watch the way that that smoke dances around you. For me, it's That's about ooh. the determination of the spirit mm-hmm. of the smoke, the spirit that the smoke takes on as it passes out of your lungs. Now, that is some ancient shit. That's the reason that our people passed the quote-unquote peace pipe, so that we right. can see who the fuck was in and among our company, you know? That's mm-hmm. something my grandmama and, and my aunties and them have told me and passed that down to me. So this is something that I incorporated in my own life. You know, another way we did it, we're talking about burning budges, burning bushes, excuse me, it was called smudging. And, um, you know, I sent you some herbs, queen, for your stones that you could burn. Yeah. It was sage. And you could burn sage yeah. and run your stones through smoke. And right, right. This takes form. And it shows you another thing, another message, you know. Spirit has a way of getting the message across to us. They'll use a bird. They'll use a squirrel, a fucking ant, a goddamn bee. It doesn't matter. 
One of the things the elder mothers told us is if you're not careful, even the rocks will cry out for God. Lord, Lord, you are. That's right. You know? So right. we have to be paying attention to all the different little ways that our folks be trying to get a message across, the guardian angel, your ancestors, your matriarchs, whatever's most comfortable to you. Now, my people come sometimes in songs. And sometimes when I'm sitting with a motherfucker, I don't have to smoke with them. They'll sing a little song in my ear, and it'll be just the right lyric. I know your spirit now. You know, everybody right. has their own mm-hmm. way of getting in touch with a queen. But one of the ways that I like to do it is we got to smoke together, motherfucker, because I got to see what the hell's going on inside of you. <laughs> you know? From yeah. Inside well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I, I ain't found nobody intelligent enough to smoke with. Sorry. Me too. That's they another reason it doesn't happen often. Because I like, if I'm smoking right. with these people, you got to be able to have a conversation. And I can't, I had this one girl I was smoking with, and, and she said, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Literally. Like, you know, I mean, it's just like, and then, you know what I'm saying? She did it just like that. And I looked at her, and I said, no, I don't know what you're saying. And she laughed hysterically. She goes, I don't know what I'm saying either. I said, okay, so how about you don't talk, okay? And we just smoke, and we just chill, and we just enjoy the breeze, because I don't know what you're saying. And you starting to piss me off. You pissing me off. <laughs> Bitch, don't kill my body. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't realize how rude it sounds when I'm saying it. It's after that I realize what it sounds like. <laughs> anyway. I thought you just you just heard, okay? Just the fuck up. Well, see, because yeah. I approach We're talking about science and stuff, you know, and I know this sounds like a down-ass conversation, but there's still science here. I'm still studying, testing, trying to formulate theories. You're trying to get to know somebody. You're going to test certain parts of their character and their, their personhood right. and whatever their constitution is, if they got one, you know? Um, and, and so right. when people can't talk when they smoke, like, I'm always high. You just don't know that I'm high. <laughs> you just don't know, you know. Now, I had one person say to me, oh, wow, you must have been high that day. Your tongue was thick. I said, no, motherfucker, my mouth was dry. Shit. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of, let me take a sip of water, you know. Let me wet my whistle right quick. So we're at the nine-minute mark before we go into overtime again. Um, I got a couple of callers on. I'm going to open their mic. Um, 706-340, you're on with the Angry Divas. Did you want to weigh in on what we've been (laughs) goofing about? Guess not. 706-340? Cosmic, is that you? Okay, there you go, Cosmic. Hi, hi. Hey, Queen. Hey, Good to hear your voice. Um, I just caught the last tail because they had me working today. You know, that's not, well, that's what I'm there for. But anyway, um, <laughs> I agree with what you said about <laughs> you have to be, you know, open to all the signs that come to you. I know a couple of weeks ago, and you had posted something on um, a page talking about, you know, what was your animal totem or whatever. Oh, and yes. a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was walking outside of my job, and I happened to look down, and I saw a raven feather. And it was just laying there, and I picked it up, and I put it in my journal. And when I read about the raven, it was talking about spiritual journey and all of those types of things. And that's, I was like, oh, that is so me, because I'm always on a journey. I'm always traveling spiritually. And um, 
just today there was a raven outside the window where I was working at, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to t- uh, take a time out on sending this email real quick because I just want to look at him for a while, see if he's going to say anything or flex his wings away. And he didn't. It's just I appreciated the fact that he was even by my window. You know, so right. you know, you just have to just appreciate all the signs as they come and just, you know, just take them all in. Now, I can't smoke because I, right. I got I'm mm-hmm. on the, the man's payroll. But I would agree with everybody here about smoking because one thing, when you're already a spiritual being and you recognize and you accept that, not that you're trying to fit in with the crowd because you're trying to get high or, you know, when you realize Mm -hmm. that you are a spiritual being and you are ingesting something made from the ground sends you up. It lets you see things. It lets you experience things. It can keep you calm. Or if you see the wrong thing, you can get too high. And I know that because one of the last times, this was centuries ago, as a matter of fact, it was last millennium. I'm amazed that I can actually say I lived in two millenniums. Last millennium Ooh, when yeah. I smoked the last time, um, I was smoking with a young man, and I had a cat named Blue. And that moment was one of the moments that started one of my biggest spiritual quests because as I was smoking, I began to see everybody's breath in a bunch of like spirals. Everybody was spiraling into each other, and I realized how interconnected everything and everybody was and how our voices here are affecting our vibration here, be it positive or negative, is affecting a creation in another realm that lives off of our vibration, how we really are on and on in the circle of life and all of that. And mm-hmm. it was really amazing. So you do have to be careful about who you smoke around. Because most yes, of the people out here are the walking dead. They have Tell their calls have been taken. They don't want it back. They want to... They can seek to steal, kill, and destroy. So, you know, and yeah. then we get smart and you around a bunch of dumb motherfuckers, oh, God. You know, <laughs> you don't want to. You try not to be around that too much, you know. And yeah. then when you get mm-hmm. in, if they start emphasizing how ignorant they are while you're smoking, you, you just want to shoot somebody or stab them. Or, you know, it's so that you don't have that. You do have to be careful about who you smoke around. So I have to agree on that one. You know, I find, because I drink, um, I have found that in drinking with other people, we could all be considered inebriated. And I'm going to say this quick before I let my 13-year-old son get in the car and hear my business. But uh, we could all be considered inebriated. But I'm the one who gets clarity. I'm the one who has, like, this clear just everything. So, and I'm the one who ends up taking care of everybody. It's really weird. It really, really is weird. Mm-hmm. But I want to just play in and say hey to everybody. You know, I always good to hear everybody. I send much love, peace, prosperity, power to all because, you know, if you if you get something you're supposed to give, and I always want to give as well as I receive, you know, I receive all the time. My son is getting into a car like a magical pixie horse. So I'm going to mute myself now. Y'all have a blessed okay. horse. And, and, an okay, and I'll still be listening. 
Thank okay, you for what sis. you just said. You got Thanks. me. You got me wanting to expound on that one point about the vibration that you said about um, people's energy and why you have to be careful who you smoke with. Hmm. Because Not people only who you smoke with be around, but who you be around in general. Yes, um, yeah, there like, are people. Who you smoke with, but who you mm, be around? Who, who you be around? With. Who you be around? Period. Yeah, especially in your spiritual energy. Yes. The reason that I feel like it's so important to emphasize, if you're dealing, I mean, I don't know, I do things differently than everybody else anyway, and so I always try to think about how do I protect myself first. So first of all, mm-hmm. in anything you do, you need to be thinking about how you protect your own neck. How do you know how to protect yourself? First, you have to know what the potential dangers might be. Now, if I'm smoking with another person and they got some kind of sick-ass energy vibration or I'm opening myself up to whatever the fuck they walk with and in and through, um, right. I need to make sure that I'm grounded and centered and, and at least hidden in the shadow of the most high, you know, myself. Um, and, and you go from there, you know, and, and it depends on who you are and how you do your thing and all that. But I think it's important when it comes to your circle for this reason alone. The five people you spend the most time with and talk to the most are the people you become the most like. So you have to choose wisely who and what feeds you. Now, I, I had to become cognitive of that in myself because if you tap into a certain frequency and then you see a manifestation in yourself and you cannot find out where the source is, you need to be paying attention to what you're eating. Like if I, you know, got sick, I know I got food poisoning. Now I got to tack down and see what the fuck I ate and where. So I know what it was that caused this so I know what it is, what the potential pathogens are that are making me sick. Now this is something I learned from, you know, my little culinary days and everything. There are all kinds of sick foodborne illnesses out there. If you don't know what you're eating, you don't know what's eating you. Right. That's right. very you important know else, to know. You know something else is I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this too. It also for me, it also entails me knowing myself. I got to know my own personality, and I know for my own self about me is that if I'm around people that I like. Regardless to what they're doing, I'm going to join in with them. That's just my personality. So that's why I right. guard myself about the right. people who I be around. Because if I like you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you do. I mean, that's just me. i got to admit that. I'm not, you yeah. know, one of these strong people that can be around, you know, a holder and don't come oh, quick. On, I mean, I'm, we got 60, no, hold on, we got 60 seconds before we go into overtime. So if you want to continue on for the last hour, I think they give you an hour once you go into overtime. Um, it's 347-826-9930. Call in. Um, we're at 60 seconds and counting before we're in overtime, and that will be your time with us today. This is going to be our conclusion of our marathon, our Angry Diva marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I have So, you know, the last hour, that'll be, you know, we'll close it out or, you know, it'll be fire and I'll start a whole other show if we can or whatever. We'll see. But um, I have loved this. Um, So we're at 60 seconds, no, 40 seconds, 39, 38, 347-826-9930. All right? So if that's your time with us today, peace be your journey. And if not, let's roll on. Okay. Ten seconds. So how the ten seconds in the saying 26? Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, you know, it's just kind of like, you the, the the whole you know the you know you're always hearing people saying what's on the temple walls know thyself but that's exactly what it is you have to know your own personality what type of person you are 
And and when I discovered the, the my personality type, because I, I, I looked back, I had to go back in my own history and look at all the people that I associated with and what they did and what I wound up doing, it was due to my association with them because once I cut them off, I didn't do that shit no more. So I know that it's my, I don't know if you'll call it a chameleon-type personality or whatever, is that I adapt to the environment. So I have to guard my environment all the time. Yes. The people that I mm-hmm. be around, the people that I take, you know, I, I, I like. That's why I always watch people, you know, even though that I might like what they say, I might like the way they look, I might, you know, but I always have to watch certain elements about you know, about them because I know what's attracting me, but I also have to dig deeper into that attraction because I know my own personality, which is why, you know, I choose not to, um, you know, indulge in certain things with people because I know that that brings out another personality in others. And so if I like you, if I like you, I'm going to, that's just my personality. I'm going to be like kind because I like you, all right? I'm just right. not that mm-hmm. person that can be around people that's doing something bad and I don't, you know, start doing it too. I'm just not that strong of a person. There's well, some please. people that can't. I think it's powerful that you know that for and about yourself. And the reason I think it's powerful is, um, I mean, in addition to the first law of nature being self-preservation, that second one being know thyself. You can't know what to mm-hmm. preserve if you don't know what the fuck you is. You know, them two go hand in hand. Right. You can't have the one without the two, and you can't have the two without the one, all right? You need both right. Right. So when you know right. who you are, you know how to protect yourself. If I know, like, right. okay, I'm, I am in what they would call empathic, Okay. And and that's you I would think that I think that maybe you could benefit from learning a little bit more about what it means to be an empath queen because um Honey, I, think that I already know and I already oh, yeah, am. I already I'm I'm already you, you yeah. qualify you qualify like a motherfucker, okay? So right. for those yeah, of us I'm who are sensitive. Yep, those right. of us who are sensitive, all right? It's a little right. bit easier for us to absorb other people's shit. Because exactly. we are those energy healers. We're those sacred, ancient remnant of the energy healers. We know how to take your right. shit and bring it. But if you're not conscious of that's what you're doing, it will override you and it will it'll wear, yes. you'll be wearing it. It'll wear you, actually. It'll be wearing your ass. Right. And, um, and that's something that I had to pay attention to even in myself, which is why I go when I come to see me a little bit and then right. I go back. Because I'm keeping exactly. Oh my I'm, God! I'm respecting yes. my shit as well as your own. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not trying right. to over flood you because just like I've got the ability to sponge, I've got the ability to flood. So I'm not trying to right. flood you, and I'm not trying to sponge right. you neither. So you know, we ebb and we flow. And it goes back to that lunar shit that I was talking about earlier. You know, we we who are lunar, who have these cycles, these tidal waves, these waxing and waning periods right. of ourselves. And we understand that, we resonate with it, we know how to manage it and or manipulate it however we need to. That shit is right. Not everybody knows that. I think it's extremely valuable to know that about yourself and to know how to maneuver. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. It's not, I don't find that, that that's a weakness. I mean, I think that weakness and strength is, is, is subjective. Any definition anyway, it, it really should belong to the person who is describing it. Okay, so you define it for yourself and I define it for myself. But when I hear what you're saying, I'm hearing strength there. That's how I'm expressing it and experiencing it, and that's how I'm going to explain it. 
you are experiencing strength and you're telling us about strength because you're talking about knowing who you are and knowing how to keep yourself on your right path because there are all kinds of paths that you can go down don't mean it's the right one for you. And I find a lot of strength in that, Queen, and not a lot of people even know that shit. So let me give you a hand clap on that. Thank you, darling. Can I, uh, can I build on that, oh, too, for a second? Please do. All right, and this is this is, and and I would just like to second that motion by triple in terms of of what you said, Queen, because actually, what you just talked about, I'm I'm just now learning that. I was I was a smoker before I started drinking, and then I got into things that were not conducive to me smoking, so I stopped, and as a result, I started drinking more. What I'm starting to find out is, is that when I'm smoking, I'm real cool. But when I'm drinking, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to tell you exactly what the fuck I'm thinking, and I can give, <laughs> I can give so many, I can give so many examples of that. Like I can go out, and this goes back to something that Triple was. See, I got a whole bunch of shit shooting through my brain right now. This goes back Go to something Triple had said earlier about, you know, I just don't really like people anymore. Yep, I know. Wait, wait. And and I've gotten to that point. So I can go out to function. And if I'm with some people that I've been with them before, just to give an example, it could be a dude that was there before. And if I'm drinking, this is some shit I'm liable to do. Uh, hey, check this out, dude. You know what? I think you, I think you really on some fucked up shit. Cause I haven't heard you talk <laughs> for a while, and you know, I don't oh, know where the fuck you come God. with that bullshit. Right <laughs> now, here's here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It never amounts to anything, but I always end up hearing about it either the next day, yeah, or, and, and then it's like. And then it's like, dude, what the fuck did you say to so-and-so? And I said, what? What did I say? And then I get, you know, then you get the whole thing. Oh, well, now you don't remember what you said? I was like, no, I remember us talking, but, it, I mean, I don't remember nothing emotional happening. Oh, you said this and that and this and that. And the reason I brought that up is it, it goes back to what you're saying about when you're amongst friends, because coming from Oakland to coming to Georgia, see, I'm used to being around cats where we sit around, we talk shit, we can get on each other and be laughing two minutes later. I remember when I first came here, I went to a cookout. Right. I see the same thing happening. I see everybody sitting around, you know, everybody getting their little groove on, people getting fucked up, and then all of a sudden, somebody wants to fight, and that it was foreign to me because I was like, okay, how does a fight break out? You people don't know how to sit around and just talk shit and keep it moving? And right. I've been struggling with that ever since I've been in the South because, like I said, if if, if I'm getting high, if I'm smoking, I'm good. I, I can sit back. I can laugh. I can, I can kind of manipulate the terrain and the territory. And I kind of, I know the right thing to where it's not offensive or anything like that. 
but I get enough of that fire water in me, and for whatever <laughs> reason, it's some, it's some That's shit. That's brother. That's true, Sam. <laughs> if some shit happens, Triple, I will. I might not just blatantly call a person out, but I will direct it in such a way that whoever's in earshot knows exactly who the hell I'm talking about. Right. And I don't even bat an eyelash when I do it. Right. No, a drunken man speaking sober thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say. So go back to what you guys were saying. Yeah, with that smoke, it's much more natural. Um, it's much more akin to us as people, as just natural entities of nature and the earth. When we start messing with those foreign substances, you know, then entirely happens. And like Cosby said, now when she drinks, she has clarity. So it's different for everybody. I have clarity, but I have clarity to a fault to where yeah, you got I really, clarity I don't to the really... point where motherfuckers can't handle the truth. And so no truthful Claire ass. You know what I mean? You mirror, mirror on the wall reflecting their whole fucking pimple and everything, the scar from third grade and all that shit back at them, but they can't handle it. That's really all that's about. Ain't nothing wrong with that's it. What the problem is everybody's yep. a bunch of punk-ass motherfuckers. That's the problem. But, you know, Galactic, yep. I understand we want to have a little bit of decorum sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. so I feel you. I feel you. But, yeah, exactly. it ain't you. It's everybody else is too fucking weak to hear the truth, you know. And I get it because sometimes it's hard to hear the truth. I don't like hearing the truth about myself all the time neither. But, you know, sometimes you just got to take your hit. <laughs> you just got to take yeah, your hit. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 like, back to what Cosmic was saying about the spiritual journey, that's a continuous process. That's never supposed to die, ever. Right. Because once, once Not that until dies, you do. Exactly. Once that dies, then you're gone. So when you guys got on that whole nature tip, man, animals understand like creatures. So if you're sitting somewhere and you're out about and, you know, one minute you got butterflies flying around you, the next minute you got squirrels running up looking at you, you know, yep. like, hmm. And, you know, you got birds, you got all of these things that are going on. That's, that's a clear message that's being given to you. You're naturally connected to something that is probably greater than you're thinking about on a regular basis. However, yep. you're being reminded of it so that you don't ever lose it. Right. Because the people that we fall out of favor with, each one of us, are people who become completely disconnected. And it's like you try to connect with them and there's no damn power source. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, what the fuck am I doing with you anyway? With what? What are we doing here? I have no use for you now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the harsh reality of it. But in the same sense, that's the reality of it. That's, that's what it comes down to. And we have removed ourselves so far that taking time to do those little things in nature just becomes completely beyond us to the point of where, okay, well, I ain't got time for that because I got this meeting. I got to be here. Up, cell phone's going off. Up, computer's on. Somebody's calling me on a computer. Damn, you can get a phone call on the cell phone. 
You can get a phone call mm. on the house phone. You can get a phone call on the computer. You can get a phone call on the iPad. Holy cow. Oh. Really? Really? Oh. I got to get all these phone calls? I got 90 ways to get a damn phone call. However, we spend, however, we spend very little real time with mm. one another when we have 24 access, 24 service. Mm. And, and I'd just like to end with this caveat because I know how this thing has been going, um, just like Queen Afama said, and I just wanted to take my opportunity to say to Triple, to Queen, to Don, you know, you guys are a blessing to me because you guys make me put the mirror up to myself. I listen to you guys, and when we talk about the dysfunction in the world, the first thing mm-hmm. that I start looking at is the, the dysfunction in my life. That's I got to look at that first. That's yep. first. That's and right. it makes me think. It makes me think. It makes me fall back, and I have to go, damn, where's my shit dysfunction? And then I look. And I got, it's like litter after a, a ball game or something. Hamburger wrappers everywhere, hot dog wrappers Rapper. everywhere, cups mm-hmm. thrown everywhere, shit blown all over the place. And then they're like, damn, what the hell am I doing? And it's a positive thing if you can translate it in the right way. And the only thing it does is it elevates you, but at the same time that it elevates you, it also distances you from a lot of bullshit at the same time. And then that's where you have to start cutting people off. That's where you make that determination. Okay, we can't fuck with you. Can't fuck with you. Thought you was cool. You fucked up. Okay. You on that other shit over there. You always want something, want to do something, want to get into something. Can't fuck with you. And then you sit there looking like, damn, who the fuck can I talk to around here? Right. And, mm. and that's that's where it leads us. But you know, we always have a way out. We all because we're, we're out there. We're out there. Different spirits are out there. That is biblical, brother. For every temptation, there is a way of escape. Yeah. You said and see, that. That's how I know that there are some people I can only take a little bit of. Is some people I can't take none of. And then there's some people that I can, you know, really vibe with. And this is something that I had to do for myself. At some point during the day, I shut off all electronic communication. Yeah. Seriously. Usually Don't this answer is the, the phone, that I do the computer it off. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, mm-hmm. I, ha- I have to do that because I found myself, you know, like uh, looking at Facebook, looking to see who said what. And I, I had to make mm-hmm. myself, because I know me, you see what I'm saying? I had to make yep. myself shut shit down. You know what I'm saying? Shut it down. Rest your eyes. Get away from other people. Yes. Go inside yourself. You know what I'm saying? I have to do that periodically during the day. I have to shut my phone off. I have to, you know, I, I have to do that because I become involved in other people's shit. Yes. I mean, that's just me. I, I just feel every fucking yep, thing. Me too. Every fucking thing and everybody. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and I'm like, look, this is not good for my fucking mental health. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Queen, that's so funny you just say that. In the, in the first couple of years of me ever being on Facebook, and sometimes I still do this to this day, it's just not as often, 
You know, I would deactivate my whole fucking Facebook and shut everything down and go away. You would. I have yes, done you it. would. Yep, there she go. Oh I do God. it all the fucking time. Yes, you would do That's that, yes. Yep, I will do it in a heartbeat. As soon as I see myself getting to, why the fuck is it like this? I'll shut everything down, and I realize, nigga, yeah. it don't make no sense to be typing in all caps on Facebook when they ain't got the answer. Oh, shut it down. <laughs> let's go find that shit. Facebook ain't got shit for you. That's why you're mad. Shut the Facebook down. You don't even got no problems. Listen, bitch, why the fuck do you give a damn about what's happening to mothers and children? You ain't got no damn children. Get the fuck off okay. the Facebook. Oh, my God. And yes. stop reading the goddamn news. Turn off the TV. Stop watching Fox 25 News and shit. And go outside and put your yep. feet in the grass. Once I started doing yep. that, I was, yep. I was <laughs> It's terrible. I mean, you got to do it. I mean, I have to do it. It's energy. It's the energy. Facebook got all these sigils in it and little symbols and stuff to keep you locked in. They use that blue color to keep you feeling like it's a cool place to be and a calm place to be. Meanwhile, you're con- it's a constant energy overload. I read a study. Yes. They said that Facebook does the same shit to our brain that crack cocaine does. I was like, no wonder yeah, I cannot I leave it alone. Yo, and, and I'm addicted to my phone too, Queen. Like, I, I learned oh, to do not disturb on my phone. Because you know I do everything. Yeah, I, I run three businesses. And I run all of my fucking businesses from my phone. Email accounts, stores, yes. fucking yes. bank accounts. Everything is from this goddamn phone. Everything. everything the computer, from the phone, I'm always on either one. So I have yep. to shut it down, and I will... Yeah, I'm mad at myself because I'm like, oh, but my music is on my phone. I was like, you dumb ass. You better go get that old rinky-dink iPhone 3GS, dust it off, put the music on that yep. bitch because it's not an activated phone yep. line, and use that. That yep. way you're not going to be, oh, yep. let's see who said what on Facebook when you're supposed to be writing or meditating okay. or listening to music and just sitting making beads something or another. You know, <laughs> you're right. I did have to myself yep. that. I mean, I, I just, it's, it's the air you know, I just, I just that's why. Can I, I just can have I to something? Oh, can I say something? Go ahead, Cosmic. Yes, no, Cosmic. No problem, no problem. You know, whenever you shut your page down, it's funny because I'll know when you shut your page down because I don't hear you. And then I just sit there for a second. I'm like, okay, let me see if I can feel her. And I'm like, oh, okay, she's on break. She'll be back in a little while. And, and I know see? I'll talk to her. So as long as I know, I'll talk to As long as she know I'm here, and she, I know mm-hmm. she's there, and she okay, that's all that matters. Because I don't know how I would have to fly into Boston and start yelling, okay. you know, trouble! Because 
I think I said, um, I may have posted this the other day, you know, you get to a point where you can counsel anybody. You can counsel, yeah. you know, you know, old homeboy on the street. You can counsel this person over here. You can counsel old girl over here. Oh, okay, you're trying to get your, you know, you're trying to get your weave done. I think you should use this hair instead of that, that hair. You can counsel everybody. Right? But everybody. you can't receive counsel or sit at the council seat with just anybody after a certain right. point because you're That's just true. on a whole different point. And I've noticed that. And my, I really noticed that because my sister is Muslim. So, you know, during Ramadan season, I'll start removing myself, you know, and I'm trying to connect with that and also knowing that, you know, before there was a lot, there was a lot. And me and her yep. having some real good conversations. And I'll sit there and I a couple years ago, I literally removed myself from everything. I went to work. I came home. You know, I had to do the mama role, but I didn't watch TV. I really wasn't on the phone. I wasn't on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I just I cut things off. And ever mm-hmm. since then, it has been, I mean, that was another journey, you know, and you really do have to shut things off. I see sometimes now yeah. I'll be like, why am I yelling at these people over here for talking about this convict man or for talking about oh my black God, women like this or that or the other? Why Why am I even wasting my fingertip energy yes. on this? Because, one, nobody really wants to hear. Everybody wants to just be heard and be like, oh, you right. That was deep. That was powerful. You you really don't want to learn from anything. And it's just, it's, it soaks up your energy. It just soaks it right up. And then you left yep. feeling like, damn, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. Right. I'm, I'm you know why? Hey, hey. See, this is why I was talking about the vampirism. And y'all need to understand, Facebook feeds on our kinetic energy. Now, mm-hmm. one of the ways that you can break this down, if you ever played um, – They've got the Wii Connect, or no, it's the Xbox Connect, and they've got the mm-hmm. Nintendo Wii where you can kind of like push and direct energy. They also have these TVs where you can point your finger and change the channel and stuff like that. You don't need a remote. You are the remote now. So it's feeding oh my on God. our are energy. You yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have, they I have, have an found Xbox way. Connect at my house. There's an okay, Xbox so Connect you can at my verify. house right now. Yes. Yeah, and I, I have an Xbox Connect. I don't often use it, but I also got the Wii, and the Wii I love and always did love because I'm a Nintendo kid. That was my first ever. So, you know, Not you know, you old. always stay loyal to your first, so Nintendo is all right with me. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they found a way to harness our kinetic energy, and part of that now, it's, it's something even greater than just, now, Galactic, please help weigh in here because I'm not by any means of the imagination a whiz at this. But part of that is also our information because what we think of as information, and this is why I always spell it with a space between the word in and formation because it's something within you. So they take what's in you out and make money off of it. All your likes, mm-hmm. all your dislikes, all the shit that you bitch about, the shit that you celebrate, then you begin to see ads pop up. They have found a way to take your ads from Google that you have searched on your computer and pull it into your Facebook and all kinds of different stuff. They are working off of our energy. This is why you can have right. conversations with these people because this is an air magic medium. It's no different with the radio. This is why I, when I, you talk about guarding your space, 
I run a dick-free page. The Angry Divas fan page, as soon as a dick starts to act out of line, he's on ban. I'm not asking no questions. I'm not saying shit to him. You step too far over, put your big toenail over the line, and your ass is banned. I don't have dick on my pages. I get rid of dickmatized women. I post shit on purpose to see who is going to say what, and then I get rid of your ass. All right? Yep. I want to know what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on in the minds of the people around me. It don't make no sense to nobody else, but it's perfect fucking sense every time I do it when I start. These are all the different things that we have to do to protect our energy or to figure these things out. You know, don't give too much of yourself. You know, those of us who are empathic and do overgive. You know, Erica did a song, Erica Badu. I'm a recovering, undercover, overlover. I feel like that yeah. is like the empath mantra. We are recovering, mm-hmm. undercover, over-lovers, and there's a lot of black women who have that. Remember, I told you the symbol of all being born in the ghettos of America yeah. and the shanty towns of Africa and throughout the Caribbean in the diaspora, all right? And so as we come back into who we always are and were, those of us who were always sacred shamanic energy healers, we have to be very careful of the people who we engage with and the people that they engage with as well. This is why at any given yeah. time I don't have more than, like, 30 fucking Facebook friends. Keep my list small. Right. I got full, over 100 people in the friend request box. They're going to sit there and rock. Right, Because right. why? You know what I mean? What the fuck you need to be on my page for? Get out of here. You just want to feed anyway. This is the vampirism. People are able to get your energy via your Facebook, and if you're not careful, they you know, that's why you got to be careful what you give out, basically. And you know you what? And you, you know what, Triple? You just you just did that whole scientific thing again. <laughs> and and what I mean by that, what I mean by that is when you started talking about kinetic energy. Now there's scientifically they define it in two different ways. Basically, they branch it off into a whole bunch of other bullshit. But basically, you have what's kinetic energy and you have static energy. Static energy is created through friction. Kinetic energy is created through movement. So on a fundamental level of what you're talking about, when you're talking about we and you are the remote control, that's what it's based on. It's based off of infrared technology. You pick up the heat sensor of the given source or the host, and you can mimic whatever that, that host does. Oh my that's, God, that's Galactic! Kinetic. I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you said and I'm gonna make it dirty. I'm sorry, I have to. So <laughs> when you said friction versus movement, right? That got me to thinking about the way that we approach energy exchange as a whole. All right. Yes. Now I'm yes. related to sex because that is the the universal language that we all know and speak around this motherfucker. Friction versus movement. Now, ladies, correct me if I'm wrong. But when his ass is in that friction state, it ain't shit. But when he gets to moving, when the energy right. moves and flows, that's when it's an enjoyable experience. It is no different with everything else. Now, let's take it from the micro to the macro and apply it to an empathic lifestyle, okay? When you have friction, you get drained, you get tired, you get agitated, you get frustrated. When you have movement, you're informed, you're enlightened, you're encouraged, you're inner-powered. It's something that you can both feed and be fed by versus it's just taking mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, please continue. I just wanted to expound on that. Um, this is, I just wanted to say, this is a classic example of how people are intrinsically scientific if they are in touch 
with that natural resource, with that natural way of doing things, you have, there's a clarity there. There's an understanding that's completely innate. Now, on the scientific level, it's taught in a much more regimented way. However, it's the same information just being extrapolated in a different way. So when you gave the analogy of sex, that is a perfect example of when a man being either intrusive or the, the situation is not a natural one. However, he has a willing participant. It's friction. Now, when his participant is in total command and control of the situation, it's actual kinetic energy. It flows. There's no, right. no abrasiveness. Can, can I be crass here for a second? Sure. I just want to inject a little craftiness. <laughs> There's a difference between stroking <laughs> and fucking. Yes. Stroking and fucking. That's that's what we're talking about. Stroking and fucking. There it is. Uh-huh. I'll throw a little craftiness in there for you. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. So, I said so I was going to make it dirty, but Aunt Lucy so had to come through it and blow it up. <laughs> that, that whole idea, that, that, that whole explanation that you gave us in terms of kinetic energy, that couldn't be explained any more perfectly in the science field to a layman, to someone who wants to understand the difference between the two. You put it probably in the most eloquent way, understanding the basic principles of kinetic energy, which is movement, versus static energy, which is kinetic, where you create friction, where you create mm-hmm. fire. You rub two things together. You get them to a point of where a spark hits, and then shit just catches on fire. And if you're not careful, everything will fucking burn up. This is why I call myself the fire starter. I do understand the difference between friction or static and movement or kinetic. Mm -hmm. And that's also a reason, too, why... You know, I feel it's so important to, when you give honor and you give credit, like you were talking about earlier, Chippa, when you give those things, when you, you know, when you know that you, like you say, you could hear what Donna, you could hear yourself saying something that Donna said or how she said it, and you give credit for that. You know, that's why I have always, you know, you honor the spirit by the spirit in my realm. The way I Ooh, I, that's that why is I kinetic. have to honor. I have to. That honor is kinetic. You know, yes. The more you honor it, the more it moves. You know, because it. it yeah. You know, what they say, in you it lives, it moves, it has its being. You know, you have to. Um, you, those are the spirit worship in the spirit. You can't. You, you know, and that's the problem. You, when you mm. come to it in the physical, you're trying to still be in your physical mind, you know. But then when you really get into that spiritual place where you're doing things by spirit, where you start dancing or you start speaking in your language, you know, or you start humming something or you just start thinking something, you know that's the movement. Like this morning, yes. I, was, I was just sitting here. I was about to get ready for work, and I was like, hmm, and then it just happened. It just it just said there's a difference between the word produce and reproduce. And I said, hmm, 
And I said, okay, I'm going to check the online etymology about that. And it right. was just like because production, produce, is uh, the initial original creation of Creation, yeah. right, yeah. right. Reproduce is you're recreating what has already been created. It's an imitation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when, as women, as the womb, as the great mother, she produces, Mother Nature produces. Everything else has been trying to reproduce, reproduce. what has been produced right. already. And right. so what oh happens is they're Thank trying you. to put the reproduction as the head and the produce yes. as the tail. And as that's the, the problem. Yes. When you have to honor the producer. You have to honor the original spark, mm. you know, the all spark, all of that. And when you do that, then you can see the reproduce, the reproduction as what it is. Not necessarily a bad thing, but you identify it. It's between. It's like the difference between an original and a copy. You can have some excellent yes. copies, you know. You see now, everybody got to knock off Louis Vuitton bag. I mean, you can buy them anywhere. You know, some of them are more plasticky than others. Some have a strange scent that, you know, makes it feel like if you go in the sun, the purse may explode into flames because, you know, plastic is not real. But then you have those that are real, genuine leather. It's just the difference between the original production and the reproduction. Reproduction. Right, because when you honor the spirit, you're doing the kinetic. You're moving kinetic. Right. And and we have to get, you know, and, and the way the system is set up, they want everything boxed up. Okay, you do step. See, and you know, and that produce that's that sparkism. That's that uh, you get locked in, and you can't lock the spirit in. You can't, you can't say, oh, it's this, that, the other. The ritual that may work for me may not work for somebody else, but they both right. You know, and that's fine. You know, I'm sorry. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are you, are you referencing the show that Don did like a week and a half ago? You know what? I don't think I listened to that show. I really, really Y'all, don't. And, and Triple, I had told you about the show when she had did the whole thing with Adam and Eve, and then she connected the dots with Francis and Osiris, and then she got Oh, that's right. And, and I didn't listen because I had jumped in. And I got happy because you said Adam and Eve, and I just ran over both, you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Both of y'all, go back and listen to that. It was at it, it, was either last Wednesday or the Wednesday before where she just laid out the whole blueprint. And then this guy called in and he started talking about how the sperm was actually the controller. And she was talking about, she went into the regenerative process of the female. And she started talking about how each month a woman produces eggs, whether they get used or not, this reproductive cycle repeats itself over yeah. and over again. Even in lesbian why, women. Even in right, lesbian women who are right. fucking men. And even the and the reason she had brought that up was she's trying to get the brother to understand is no, we don't necessarily need the sperm because if that was the case, how come these eggs keep coming back over right. and over again after a certain amount of time? If there is no insemination, 
then the eggs should just die off. But they don't. They keep going. So therefore, this particular vessel that's producing these eggs is able to regenerate on its own by definition. Yes. Which is also and known as parthenogenesis. Right. And he couldn't understand this concept. And to me, it was crystal clear because I was like, okay, I ain't never heard the shit put that way, but damn, it makes perfect sense to me. It makes perfect sense to me. And if eggs are constantly reproducing, then they are independent of reproduction. Yes, because they are the production. They are the whole production onto itself. So, listen, when I say, I'm so glad, Cosmic, God, I could kiss you. When she said the whole thing about produce and reproduce, okay, take that and apply it to this thing that I say all the time. Let us not reproduce man, but let us rebirth the masculine. Let's not reproduce man and his kind. Well, let's rebirth the masculine because the masculine is already inherent in the womb. The masculine and feminine are already an inherent part of the womb. So we don't need to reproduce man's seed. Let us rebirth the masculine. Let us regenerate or reproduce in ourselves that sacred ability to produce after our own likeness our own image of our own kind, not the tainted seed of man, not the degenerate children of a sperm-based creation, but to return, return to the way of the mother. And I'm going to tell you that parthenogenesis yielded both what we would today call male and female. It wasn't just one kind, but it was all mother's kind. There was no manipulation in her creation. Period. Right. right. It was pure. Her, right. her, creation, Very pure. Her, her creation was entirely pure, which is why we have the allegory of her eating from the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. That's why she did it first. And she was already told before that if you eat of this tree, intellect will, was already you will up be her. like God. You will be like gods of us. You'll be like yes. God. So that's what she did. Mm-hmm. And like we had said last week, Triple, what happened? She ate. She saw it was good. She saw it was plentiful. And she looked at her. She looked at her boo and said, "Hey, check this out." I tried to help that stupid motherfucker. She should have <laughs> left him a goddamn idiot. As soon as she gave some shit to him, you know how I feel about that. This is why the fuck I cut you off last week and jumped all over your ass, dribbled the ball down the court, and dunked that motherfucker. <laughs> this shit pisses me off. This bitch couldn't just eat the fruit. You know, she had to go give it to him. And here we are. And I'm just. I have a feeling that when you finally meet her, it's going to be, I'm going to know because I'm going to hear some knives in the spiritual, etheric realm. And I'm like, oh, she just cut her head off. Oh, okay. Ain't <laughs> that about a bitch? <laughs> I, I, you she know, just cut my head off. 
No, no, you gonna cut her head off. I, you know, I can always tell when somebody about to happen because you'll hear a little, like you know how when a knife is a sheep or something like, oh, here we go. Okay, well, I'm gonna go over here, and I'm gonna have, I'm gonna be way over here because when that blood is shed, you know, somebody gonna have to come clean up, and we gonna need something, a drink or something. So I'm gonna have that ready for everybody when it's, you know. Well, yeah. the daughters of Lilith have always battled the daughters of Eve because the daughters of yes, Eve are intent on demonizing our mother. When our mother yes, didn't these bitches know anything at all. They wouldn't know shit if Lilith didn't give them the fucking fruit. You know? So they're and, always going to be against the original mother because they want to usurp and replace the original mother as the mother. And they, I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't turn this whole world upside down with that bullshit. Look it. The worst thing that ever happened to us is when some inferior bitches got hold of some knowledge and decided to give it to man and call him her god. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, yep. Because she was mm-hmm. mad at her mama. <laughs> so, I mean, it's an ancient war. Uh, it's been going uh-huh. on for thousands of centuries, longer than that, millions of years even. This, this shit is intergalactic, you know? Um, yeah. This is mm-hmm. as above, so fucking below. You think we the only motherfuckers down here warring this bullshit? You know, we're supposed to be living this thing in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. Truth means right. action. Mm-hmm. We we get all, you know, fucked up about truth, but it really just means action, practical application mm-hmm. of a thing. In spirit and yeah. in truth, I live it. I walk it. I wear it. I, you know, not just I'm talking it, but it's my life. And, and you know and what? That's true. You know what? All, all, all three of you that are on this line right now, you would all be par excellence mathematician by far. Did you say math? Yeah. Mathematician. Yep. Yep. They, you let me don't even, everything y'all That's talking about. That's only because we all every, ask the questions why. We ask questions why. Math, mathematicians want to solve things. That, that's what it's solve. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, solve. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And and you you guys have you guys have that inherent quality. You know, I I spend a lot of my time. Don't leave yourself out, Galactic, please, sir. Well, I'm. Just wait a minute! Wait, I, wait, 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 wait! Let them fan us first. Wash our feet before we do the stroke of the Shit! Just, Wave the fan just, at me and put the water on my feet before you throw the stroke. All right, now. I just, I just. Carry on, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, teaching the subject, and and I feel blessed, and I feel very fortunate that I it on a high level, and and I'm saying that only in the sense of scholastically in a controlled environment. This is something that you guys have. Actually, so all the years it took me to learn it through rigorous studies, you guys have it at the tip of your fingers. I hear you guys talk. I hear you use mathematical terms. I hear you use scientific terms. I've, I've already heard various examples. I've heard kinetic energy. I've heard static energy. I've, I've heard you talk about the speed of light. Mm-hmm. I've heard you guys talk about time travel, astral projection, mm-hmm. the atmosphere, the earth. All of these things are 
things that we spend immeasurable hours studying and trying to figure out and trying to calculate. However, there are people on this earth who have this at their fingertips. And just to draw an illustration, whenever you watch a Disney movie and you see the magic wand and you see the stardust come out of the magic wand, Mm -hmm. that's that's the female energy being personified in a Mm -hmm. dominated society in an imagery that is male-dominated, and they interchange the parts to make it more confusing. So you have females who use it, and they're traditionally called witches, and then Mm -hmm. you have males who use it, and they're called wizards. Mm -hmm. And when you listen to those two words, and when you listen to those two words, one has one connotation, and the other one has another, because The Wizard is looked at as one of my favorite movies, The Wizard of Oz. The all-knowing. Yep. The all-knowing. See, mm-hmm. they took it right from the Bible, the omniscient, the omnipotent, Yep. Wizard of Oz. Even though he ain't nothing but a fool behind the damn corner, behind the curtain, and the real and power. And they show it the to you. And That's the, the cold part. The cold part yep. is they show it to you. Yep. They show you it's a fabrication. And who had the real power was that witch the witches. of the source and the witch of the east that were doing the battle. And yep. then you had the ruby Dorothy. slippers. And then Dorothy was the incarnation or reincarnation of the yep. feminine energy. Yes. We, we are given these stories all the time. They are shrouded in mythology, in ancient culture, in ancient religions, and in ancient history. And that's the that's trick. They know we're not going to do the work to, to pierce the veil and see the mm. real story that's being told. And just like when I was referencing Don's show, she not only tied in, she tied in, Isis and Osiris, and she tied in uh, Muhammad and his woman, and then she tied in, and then she drew all of this picture together where you have these, this common theme that's being portrayed throughout these different religions that spring yes. out of different cultures, but they have a common right. theme. So if they have a common theme and they're different cultures and they're in different parts of the world, then they must be talking about something that's universal. Mm-hmm. It Absolutely. Has to be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, really that's quick for everybody. Wait, 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 everybody. We got, um, I think, like 13 minutes before she cuts us off, which I'm really sad about because this is fucking great. But um, I just wanted to say really quick um, that that ties back into what we were talking earlier about the eunuchs when we talk about Isis and Osiris. Osiris was castrated. And Isis, allegedly, I don't believe this shit worth a damn, but Isis went to work to restore his phallus. This is how they right. started my mother and turned her, turned her into a servant of the man, of the patriarchy. Right. That she restored right. the power to his phallus, that she restored his phallus so that she could impregnate <laughs> herself. When she's the divine original mother and she did not need man's seed to reproduce herself, they have done these things 
to obscure the myths, but to also keep truth in the field. Because what what the they they've taken our divine mother's face and ascribed it to her, but really it is the falsehood of her image that mm-hmm. what her purpose is is to restore the man. Her purpose is to constantly be restoring him from his fallen state to help him right. do something greater, to reproduce him better than he was. And it has failed every single iteration. Every single one of their myths is about a woman taking a part of him into herself to reproduce him so that he can be better. And centuries later, if you look around at the world right now, you tell me whether or not we failed or succeeded. That's my word. Everybody yeah. else, you can have your final words, and then we'll close it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was just going to say to uh, Galactic real quick I, about something you said earlier about the, you know, coming from the north down to the south and being in this type of atmosphere. I totally understand. Uh, it's a whole different mindset down here. I've had to at times put myself to sleep to deal with the mindset of here. Um, but it's kind of like an impossible thing because you can only stay asleep so long and then you wake up and you're like, okay, I can't lay in this bed no more. I have to get up and go. And then when you really get up, you see how unequal it is. So the good part about being in the South is you are real close to nature. You've got the trees and all kinds of mm-hmm. things you never knew existed before. Birds that appear everywhere. I have scorpions that come into my house. I was done by a scorpion the other day. That was funny. Um, that was oh, on my dish rag. No. You know, it, no. it's a little one. It's no. not the big ones. It's the little ones. But, yeah, it was it was funny. Oh, the rock I scorpion. A, okay. Yeah, I picked up the dish rag, and I thought it was a piece of glass, and it was a scorpion that stung me in my hand. God knows. I'm glad maybe he wanted to wash the dishes. I should have let him live. The point being, um, you know, we have all of nature here, but my soul was natured and nurtured in the north. It was, you know, I I can't take away, you know, I'm a Detroit girl to the day I die. You know, I'm going to bleed 313. I probably need to get it. I'm going to get it tatted somewhere on me. Not really, but, you know, in henna. I know what you mean. um, Mm -hmm. Right. You know, but my mindset has always been, you know, ahead. The North, that's where we had to go, where we had to develop, where we had to get the quickening. Because the North was the quickening. The South Mm. was the place where you can root it. But the North was the quickening. And so that has a lot to do with how you really don't have a lot of counsel in the area that you're in, but it says, you know, a prophet isn't even a welcome in its own home and its own in their own territory. So, you True know, that. just to remember that, you know, and my closing words, you know, I, just, I always find it a, a blessing to be able to participate that my voice is, you know, being able to be used by, you know, the great mother, you know, all of those who've gone before. I keep people in prayer, I speak their names boldly and with authority and with love, and I, I always send my love and protection. And, you know, Triple already knows because I, I, I talked to her about some things, you know, and, you know, Queen, I honor you all the time. You know, you are awesome. You're just awesome, you know. And I'm yes. just honored to be able to be in this presence and collect it. It's always good to hear somebody who can bring it from a 
scientific viewpoint, but also break it down in layman's terms and someone who is willing to listen. A lot of times we as the original women here, we have to go up against so many of these male and this energy here that is so combative when all we trying mm. to do is do the work of our mother, you know, to do the work of that who mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, you know, whenever Triple say, you know, mothers of sons are the greatest enemy, I'm here to tell you that that's the truth, and I'm a mother of a son, so I'm always watching mm. myself to make sure that I never step out of bounds, and if I step out of bounds, I want to be not either back in the bounds or I want my head cut off, because this is greater than anything that's going on here, Mm -hmm. you know, between folk. You know, this is really, really great. And so to know that you're willing to listen and you're actually not listening just to say you listen, but to, you know, listen to gain understanding and to go out and teach, that's a a wonderful thing. And, you know, I give you your respect for that. Um, Don, I know, you know, she has helped change my life back to where it was going oh, yeah. on. So I got a little sidetracked. You know, I like to take little, you know, side visions, you know, like little, little detours. Restaurants. Yeah, little detours. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, now I know she got me going back to the gym because I got to, you know, get myself back in order, you know. But I just mm-hmm. hope that any words that I've ever, I ever speak are always edifying and uplifting yes. and encouraging and builds up and creates. And if it needs to be destroyed, I ask that I destroy with the plan for building again. I don't want to be a destructor just to destroy it. I want to destroy it and annihilate it so that whatever is greater later can be built on a strong foundation. Built in so instead, yes. Right. Yes. So that's where I'm always here for, you know, I send everybody love, and as one of the witches that I know say, you know, to all those who send me love, peace, prosperity, power, I send it back to you. And to those who send me otherwise, I send you the lessons of life. But I dip those lessons in iodine, and I hope that they hit some cuts on some parts of your body that you never knew existed. There it is. Say that. Say that. Well. I want to say we got uh we got about five minutes. Okay, it ain't gonna take me that long. I just want to say I'm I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you. Your um you know the power that you bring to the to the discussions, the things that I learned from you, and you know that old adage that you can't teach your old dog new tricks is some bullshit. I've learned uh-huh. so much from younger people. I mean, I'm the first to admit that. I just think that you guys are just awesome, you know, and having the the, the open conversation, not, and and not just not just the conversation, but respectful conversations that we have with one another, you know, where as we right. learn things. And I just want to say to Galactic, you know, coming from a masculine perspective, has opened my eyes to a whole lot of other ways to look at things. Just listening to you as a masculine. You know, to bring mm-hmm. that to the table, I really appreciate that. And and not not only that, and, and this is ain't to blow you up, brother. But I'm just saying, I gotta give credit where credit is due. Is the fact that you actually listen to women. You know, you come without your dick in your hand. I really appreciate right. that. You know what I'm right. saying? I, I give it to you. And um, you know, for you and um, um. Um, what's sister? You just got through talking. What's your name? I'm old. Cosmic. 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 
Thank you, Cosmic. I swear, I, I'm telling names are slipping my mind now. I just want to say this, is that I appreciate you so much, sister, your calm voice. I think you got the calmest voice. You don't know that, do you? Okay. You have a real, yeah, you got a real calm voice. I really like to hear you talk. And the fire, now I got it. Now fire, you know, triple dark, skylight fire, all of that, your ass go back. You know, I I tap into you so tough. I mean, you just don't know. You just don't know. You just don't know, sister. I just want to say that to you personally or in front of every fucking body. You just don't know how much you and I agree. You you, you haven't a clue that you say things that Lord knows I ain't got the nerve. And, but now I do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because it's the truth. And a lot of times I think we just be a little, and you know, Scared, you know, scared to say things, but you come out there with that bullshit and it just be the fucking truth. And one thing I can say, I am receptive to the truth. I don't deny the truth when I hear it. It's in my spirit. It ain't just because you said it. It's something in me that says that's it. That's, that, that's what I know. You know what I mean? So I appreciate each and every one of y'all. I really, really do. I love you as much as a person can love another person, I, I really do, y'all, my sisters and brothers, and, you know, I mean, Absolutely. I, I got to say that from my heart. I really got to say that from my heart. I want to say thanks to everybody for everything you said. I This is my joy to do, you know. Um, I like talking, and I like talking to people who like to talk and talk real stuff, um, and I like any kind of conversation where you can grow from it, grow through it, express some shit, throw some new ideas out there, throw some truth out there, all of that. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you I'm a little bit more bold now because I was dealing with Don, because I was dealing with Don, with uh, the Don Nicole Leone show and the WGAG radio, and it, it yeah. pushed me, you know. Um, yeah. In addition to doing this show, this has also pushed me to continue to say what I know is true and, you know, the shit that people only dare think about. They would never come out their mouth and say it. And I said to myself, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say all the shit you only dare to think because it needs right. to be spoken, you know. I'm real thankful to a lot of the shit I learned from everybody, especially this one thing right here, and I'm going to close it. Neff said this, the opening of the mouth ceremonies. Women need to open yeah. our mouths and speak our truth. No matter what, no matter who gets yeah. mad about it, no matter who tries to take it, what kind of way, open your mouth and speak your truth. And when you find yeah. people who really don't give a fuck about the emotionalism of it, the feelings of it, Get up with them and start talking. That's how you improve. That's how you grow mm-hmm. and especially grow through something. That's how I've gotten to where mm-hmm. I am, and that's how I aspire to continue to keep on running, you know? Um, I got the baton in my mm-hmm. hand. I'm going to keep running until I see the motherfucker I'm supposed to pass it on to, and they can have it, and then I'm okay. done. <laughs> you know, um, everybody, we all got our path to walk, and each one teach one. That's our time for today, everybody. Before she cut us out, all right. anybody else want to say one last thing? Oh, Galactic. Yeah, Galactic. I, I mean, yeah. I don't get to go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you went first. Go ahead, quickly, before she cuts us. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that you know I'm on this earth to learn, and I don't want to ever stop learning while I'm on this earth. So yeah. wherever I can get the knowledge from, whether wherever I can get that feeling from, that spiritual feeling, yeah. that psychological feeling, I'm receptive to it. Uh, I might be in a mind frame where I don't want to hear it at that time, but I'm going to listen anyway. 
because I know after I get over 